Hey, Max, you like my shirt? It says the Hoff face, and there's a... Oh, my God. For a second, I thought you were a fashionable, but then I saw the Star Wars figure. Oh, no, but there's a story behind me getting this shirt. Uh, I had to get... This is the only shirt that I can find that fit me in Miami after I couldn't get to my luggage for two days. So it happened to be in a toy store that I went to visit, but they had these shirts, uh, and I thought it was pretty good. I want to sell 15 bucks. Very nice, very nice, you know. Yeah, well, it was cheap, so that's good. Yes, but it's also sentimental. So, my first, uh, my second star, third Star Wars shirt. So, you know, we're going we're getting deeper. We're getting deep. We're getting deep. Anyway, Definitely. dude, it's it's we we'll talk. It's time to talk about RC, and uh, you know, um, gotta drop that intro. Nitro is the glory. Welcome to the No Name RC Podcast with your hosts tonight, Keenan White, aka Lefty the Great, and if you are unlucky, the Finnish village idiot, JQ. This is the RC Podcast with no name, but plenty of content. So sit back, relax, and get ready for some serious bench racing. Yes, indeed, Nitro is the glory, but E-Buggy pays the bills. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode number 133 of the No Name RC Podcast. I'm your host, Keena White, a.k.a. Left to the Great. And to my my left on screen, yeah, I still get this mixed up, is he's from Finland. He's not an idiot, but he's not a uh, village idiot. He can be an idiot at times. But uh, i like to welcome, and he, he won this weekend, so he's vi- he's a, he's victorious. Yeah. He's a ch- he's. He's yes. one round round of the Nordic, I mean, Nordic, I mean, Nordic champions. No, it's just Finnish, right? It's just a Finnish championship. It's just Finnish, yeah. Yeah, okay. So it isn't that, it isn't that glorious. But uh, Max Mort, what's up, Max? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm doing good. Um, yeah, I've just been having fun recently. Getting back to racing has been really enjoyable. I, I mean, I didn't think it was going to be this fun. Because we had races last year, but it's still kind of weird. Mm-hmm. This year, like, everyone's been at the races. It's been pretty much normal racing. So, like, I'm definitely, like, kind of surprised how much I missed this. Well, it looks like things are getting serious. You got your army hat on, even though you don't have army-approved haircut mm-hmm. or shave or facial hair. Yeah. But we're going to get more in, into uh, – we're going to talk more about your race here in a little bit. Uh, we're, we're back recording uh i'm back from i've been back now we no actually not even a week i was supposed to be back a week i left north carolina a week ago today but i didn't get mm-hmm. home till friday saturday morning sometime um so just to cover that up oh, oh, what the heck uh, what the something, something <laughs> in my mouth or something um anywho uh yeah we're back here in the dr in the studio back to our normal recording process um i'm hoping that uh, still something in my mouth. Like, what's going on here? Anyway, dude, gotta figure it out. I don't know. Um, crazy. Uh, back from America. Hopefully, I'll be going back next month. We'll see how things happen. It was a great trip. We're going to touch on that a little bit as well. But before we go on any further, I want to shout out and say thank you to all of the NNRC squad around the world. It was so good to meet new people, connect with new people. 
uh, connect with old friends at these races. It was a lot of fun. So if I met you at, in my travels, it was awesome. Thank you for coming up and uh, thank you for the support of the podcast. Shout, shout out to all the patrons on uh, Patreon that uh, help keep these bills paid. Thank you guys a lot. I greatly appreciate it. Uh, we can't do this without you. And of course, thank you to the awesome sponsors that support this podcast. They are Mayako, BeachRC, TNR Fuels, High Tech RC, Techno RC, Sun City RC Raceway, Lugs Tires, JQ Racing, Manscaped.com. Actually, Manscaped just sent me something nice. Uh, I have to actually, I forgot to bring it up or I'll have to show it off on next week's podcast. Papa Willie's Traction Tonic, Racecraft USA, House of RC, Wally Builds, RCGP. Uh, I think JQ Threads. Just shout out to everybody that shows us some support. And remember, everybody, showing the sponsors some love, shows the podcast some love. So we do have some promo codes. We do have uh, some some affiliate uh, links, especially for BTRC. If you can use those, it greatly shows some love and helps us out. So thank you. Thank you. All right, Max. So we're back. Um, we, you and I were busy. You and I did the whole nationals. Thank you. I appreciate that. It was fun. It was really fun being there and uh, like boots on the ground. And you, you know, if you're... Like with your observations from from what I weren't seeing because I weren't watching live RC at all, so you saw a whole different angle than yeah. me. And um, man, I just I just gotta say once again, thank you to the family, uh, the the mamas. Uh, I, I believe that's their last name. I, but Kevin and Krista and all the LCRC crew, we had a blast up there. It's really nice up there. It's beautiful up there. Ain't much around, but it's really beautiful up there. Uh, <laughs> I hope to go back one day. I really do. So back home from the nationals, had a exciting route back home. Had a, you know what, Max? I just gotta get it right off the bat. This is probably one of the best trips that I've had because I. It's kind of like you got you got back to racing. It's like it's so much fun. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. I haven't traveled in over a year. It was so like as soon as we hit, as soon as I got to America, I was doing something every day. I mean, the second day in America, we drove seven hundred plus miles. We did Tail of the Dragon, which was awesome. You know, uh, on our way to Tennessee to pick up uh, the NNRC Cup, we went in Mike's, you know, badass Honda Civic. And it was, it was pretty sphincter clenching at points, you know. But, you know, I kind of settled in there and I was just like, man, if I move my body mass around too much in this car, we're gonna, I'm going to throw Mike off. And, you know, <laughs> I don't want you know, to, this is fun, but I want to be alive. <laughs> so uh, we did that. That was fun. But uh, we just did a lot of things, man. It seemed like I didn't really sit down until the last maybe weekend. And not even the last weekend, because the last weekend I went down to Augusta to Joe Fest. So, yeah. Oh, just The Nerd Fest? Yes, yes. I only got to spend like an hour <laughs> and a half there, though. Uh, I, I should have went. I should have just went down on a Friday, spent the night there, and just enjoy, spent the night there Saturday, enjoyed the whole event. Uh, I went to some of the seminars that they had and conferences that I had, but I took my, Mike and Heather went and, you know, he wasn't really kind of into it. So then they said, hey, let's go over to this festival because it was like a lot, lot of little things going on, like a farmer's market, a festival. It was, it was a lot of activity going on in this little town. And I got, well, it's, not, it's, a, it's a pretty decent sized town, Augusta. And they found they got there and it was like a, a, a gay pride festival. So it's like, oh, well, we're not going to that. I was like, you couldn't see that it was a gay pride festival. It had like rainbows all, all over it. So we had all these different uh, different entities converging on one one place. You know, we had a bunch of nerds, 
We went to the G.I. Joe Fest And it was just, just nerds It was families And all that type of stuff So it was really fun And um, Yeah Like it's It's bigger than RC That's for sure I'm gonna say that Oh yeah no, uh, It's bigger no, than RC no racing question. It's bigger than RC racing Yeah, uh, yeah. You, you had people lined up Like you could have paid 30 uh, 10 bucks more 20 bucks To go in Like out, Like they had a certain time You could go in early Because you're also buying stuff and um, yeah, and people were just paying. I was like, no, I wait because I paid for Mike and and Heather, so I just waited. Same, paying thirty bucks more. We had half an hour to wait, but definitely a great experience and something I got to knock off my bucket list along with doing things like the Tale of the Dragon. Um, we just did something every day. We went check out Mike's dad's into slot cars, like drags slot cars where you just pull the trigger and it goes and they make them look whole scale so we went check that out and then we got to do some actual slot car racing they gave us some fast slot cars like you know, circuit track going on to beach rc to do the podcast all this stuff it was it was a great trip man um i kind of wish i could have stayed and on the enats which is coming up here i think in two weeks time but i just couldn't i think i could have done the enats for like a thousand bucks you know what i mean fueled on hotel a little bit of food and stuff like that for Mike and I, and maybe Heather would have went, but I just couldn't secure it and kind of have to come home. Yeah, and to be honest, like the ENET sort of aren't a big race. They, they uh, sort of electric Euros for eight scale is much bigger, I feel like. I think Run so the too. There and all that. But for Americans, it's been sort of very quiet, I'd say. Yeah, um, I think it was like forty entries last year or something. Very <laughs> I think small. it was like yeah, it's always it always suffers from low entries. Um, yeah, but, uh, it's I did talk. I mean, I was going to talk about this later, but I did talk to Lee at the at the nationals, and he said, "Cause you know, I, I always thought it was kind of a smallish track. It is like a ten scale. I mean, you can run e buggy on it, but it's really a pinch." So he said that actually extending each each end out forty feet. So that's pretty significant. You're getting 80 feet more of track and it's going to be under yeah. a roof too. So it'd be interesting to see what they do. Uh, unfortunately, I won't be there. I'm, I'm striving. I would love to do Wicked Weekend. Salty Joe wants to go Wicked Weekend, but I don't know if that's going to be feasible, but I would love to go to the 10 scale nationals. It's in the same area. It's in Gathersburg, 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 uh, which is about mm, eight hours from Charlotte. And I would, I've never been to a big 10-scale race, so I'd like to do that and then maybe another big 8-scale race while I'm in on the East Coast next month. We'll see how things go. So if anybody wants to get behind that, any of our sponsors or any companies want to support us going to races and doing what we did at the Nationals, uh, hit, hit us up. We're looking for some sponsorship for that. Please. All right. Um, anything you you know, I'm I'm grambling one about my trip, but you've spent time in North Carolina with Mike and all that stuff, so you know how the trips go. Yeah. Uh, it was I had a lot of fun. I want to uh, say thank you to Mike and uh, his wife Heather for their hospitality. They've always been very hospitable to me and making me feel at home. And you know, I got to hang out with JB a little bit, and that was good. And just had fun. Like the Southeast races always treat. Treat me very good. Went to Sumter, had fun. Even the Southeast racers that were at the Nationals, we all went out to dinner on the last night, which was really nice. Uh, thank you to Bubba. He paid for lunch. He paid for dinner. And um, shout out to Katie and uh, Race Like a Girl podcast. I got a t-shirt from him. I got to wear it. I just have to wash it. 
Uh, I just had a great time reconnecting with people, man. That's uh, when you go to your international rate, like if you went down to Portugal, you would be like, this is what I miss. Like you would think about yeah. it. Like, yeah, I don't get to talk to Gongaro. I don't get to talk to one of those guys you might've met, like, you know, and, um, yeah, but I, I think even in Finnish races, I still feel it, mm. you know, because mm -hmm. like I haven't been able to do like Finnish races often as we do now. Mm -hmm. So it's, uh, it's even here. It's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would love to go down and be around the guys that race her. Uh, I, I talked to them and I got back and I was like, look, I know nobody's going to do nothing during the summer. It's too hot, but let's try and organize something for after summer or organize something here soon so we can form just a group of guys and try and get some stuff done. And let's get it. Let's build a, let's, We got the track. We got the area. We got the driver's stand. Let's build a track there. You know? Yeah. We got everything there. We just got to make the track smaller and I want to do it with cooking oil. Sorry. I'm, I'm sold on that. So. <laughs> yeah i don't really i don't really support the cooking oil really why not i would do it for not her really. have you driven on a track with the cooking oil i'm not 100 sure but i think i have so you because i don't know what they treated what, so, what they always treated but i think i have at some point so you're not but even I, sure not you're not even sure but you're against it yeah but like you know, it's it's like super bad for the environment. Not cooking oil. You, it's yeah, it is. If no, you it's if not. it's like old, if it's used, you know, because in the UK, what they do is they buy sort of or just uh, acquire some used cooking oil from yeah. like McDonald's or whatever, and then they just pour it in a track. Yeah, but that's natural oil. It's not like crude oil that came out of the earth, Max. Oh it's yeah, but it still pollutes the water. Because it's cooked, you know? Yeah, but it's not that's it's, why it's, it's not bad like crude oil coming out of it. It's natural oil. Well back. it's not it's not that bad, but it's still pollution. I mean the water. we eat this stuff, so you know. Yeah, but like if it's coming out of your tap, it's Yeah, but <laughs> that like little that, bit right? of oil I get it, but that little bit of oil isn't gonna do that is that's that filters that minute bit of oil that will, they will use for that is nothing compared to the oil that's probably lost in drilling. And oh, what, yeah, yeah, no what doubt. Comes. Did you see the fire in Mexico, Mexico Gulf? The ocean was on fire. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Exxon or something had a failure. Mm. <laughs> All right. Anywho, uh, I'm going for the oil. I don't care what you say. Yeah, but the grape, I, I would also say the grape level isn't that great because, you know, it's it's super high grip, but then it can still break. So you will have sort of these grippy patches and then you had some patches that would break off. Well, and I don't know. It's and, and when it's like super like packed, then it's like way too high grip. Did you see that track? So I don't know. I'm not, a, I'm not a huge fan. So, all right. See, we're going all over here on a tangent. Did you see the the Danish track, I think, was oiled? From this past, yeah, weekend. that was oiled. I didn't, I didn't like the surface. Oh, I see. I like it. Video. I like it. See how wet it got, yeah. and and it was so. That's what I'm thinking of right there. Like it's it's wet. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I kind of I kind of like the American dirt. The only issue I have is some some of the tracks get way too bumpy. But the American style dirt, where there's roost coming off, and it's like it's like actual dirt. I enjoy that much more. Yeah, I get that too. I get that too. All right. Um, let's talk about you, your race this past weekend. So you went to, uh, where did you race actually? Cause I asked Joseph and I said, so what happened? This is what I said to Joseph. I said, so do I have to hide the ropes and sharp objects from you? You lost to Max. 
it's his home track. It's like his home track. He should beat me anyway. You know, Joseph. I, and then <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, he's going to have all, you know, how Joseph, he gets all the excuses going. Yeah, but I mean, I also beat him at the first race, which was his home track, basically. So it's like no excuses. Yeah, but you won this time. Yeah, yeah, but I, I finished second in the first one. I all right, but out second, let's just first loser. Um, let's. So <laughs> yeah, but I flamed out in the lead. So you you had all these guys. You had all the same guys like Peko and and uh, Jonas. Jonas was. Oh uh, yeah, Jonas Hartner was there. Yeah, Jonas Hartner was there. So you and had then, the best uh, Finnish guys yeah, Peko, there. Ari. Yeah, everyone, every single one. And you beat them all. Which was good. Yeah. yeah. What, what did it just click? Like you got the glow and was like, I'm the last dragon. I got the glow. Well, not really. I mean, I was the, clearly the fastest all day. I've been to this track, I think, two times. So I kind of know the track. Right. Because this, I don't have any other track. I've been practicing like three days this year because we don't got, have any tracks here. So... Uh, I kind of knew this track pretty well, hey guys, and also like even in Vasa, I was pretty fast all day. But here, I I just my car is pretty good actually. For the first time, I really felt comfortable running the longer rear link, and uh, that has a quite a lot more corner speed. So yeah, the car is pretty fast all day. So I just I messed up the qualifying pretty bad. I should have TQ'd easily. I was like a second faster in best lap in one run, but. Yeah, I don't know. I just just normal day, but this time I was <laughs> just, just a normal day. But you you've been it's you said like your socials have been blowing up since that happened all this week, right? Oh yeah, I don't know if it's related to that because most of the stuff is just sort of happening all this week. But yeah, I mean yeah, I, would I mean think some so. people contacted me after the win for some reason. I don't know why it is, but when I finished second behind like Yona, when Yona has been really fast, no one like gives a shit and then nobody gives a shit about who came second man or who gets beat by the top guy yeah but like to me it's it's a bit weird because a lot of these like a lot of these uh sort of people just want hey first place nice but they don't even know who raced there is this you uh know? ae issue uh hats are we allowed to take pictures in in this camouflage hat now uh i guess i don't Why know not? if i was your team manager i'd punish you for not having we're in a <laughs> well, you want to you want to punish everyone that's the thing <laughs> yeah i'd be like You're, you just <laughs> you should get the cat of nine tails um no a no proper ae hat uh, congratulations man yeah. um it's good to see oh, you. Yeah. i know you've uh been trying to get back out there racing and it's been a long time coming so good stuff congratulations uh and uh yeah i guess yeah, you've beaten Joseph before, like we said, but this is the first time you've beaten him and you won, I think. So even yeah. better. Yeah, I mean, I mean, JQ would have probably finished like fourth without all the other flameouts behind me then because Yona was second before he had a failure. He had a shock pin or something broke. I mean, he was almost a lap behind, but still, like, he was still second pretty clearly. And, uh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. No wonder JQ was in not, a, not, not such a good mood this week. Yeah, well, I mean, he was actually pretty happy at one, I feel like. He came and congratulated me and everything. Oh, yeah, I'm sure he, he's oh, yeah. happy at that point. Yeah. But I'm sure he got home and is like, I need to be faster. What am I doing? Yeah, I, I think he went I went there. I, I think he went there to practice this week. I'm not oh, well, that's sure. Good. Though, that's good. Yeah. He's been doing a lot of that, too. Um, 
Yeah, but to be honest, like he never has a mechanic at these races, and his preparation is pretty poor. So I mean, I mean, I mean, really, like he he always just finds a mechanic in the morning. That's that's no, going to be a mechanic. Today. Yeah, that's always going to put you on the back foot too. Um, oh, definitely. And yeah. The thing is, like, he has to warm up his own car, and then like a lot of people, like Pekko and uh, yeah, well, Pekko at least, and Ari, all those guys have like their mechanic marshals for them. Mm. So like they don't have to because the time is sort of tight in these Finnish races. So preparing the car and changing everything, you're really not going to need a mechanic to marshal. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Yeah. Awesome stuff, awesome and stuff. And Joseph has not, none of that. So he, I know. he's really I know. Sort of disadvantaged. Yeah, you need it. Uh, big thing in nitro racing definitely helps to have a pit guy uh, and somebody that you can rely on. It's 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 becoming more of a... I'm, I'm even seeing the American racers. I mean, I've always had it, but I'm seeing it start to be a little bit more of an official thing now. Like, you know, they'll have to make sure yeah. that that guy can be there and he can help him out and all that type of stuff. So, yeah, I get that. I get that. Joseph's always on the back foot like that. He's so, like, you know, like if you have a pit, have you pitted for him? Like with I don't the, think I've ever pitted for oh him. Oh, my no. gosh. If you have a pit for him with the headsets on, like the first time you make a mistake or he makes a mistake, he you, he he's all confident talking and all that stuff on the microphone, her and all that stuff. But once he starts making a mistake, it's like, what the f is going on? Why did you do that? Oh my gosh! I remember one time and I came in to fill him up and I didn't fill him up properly. You need to get somebody to help you. You stupid fat. I'm like, I'm like, dude, take it easy. Like you're gonna win this race. Thank God there's nobody faster or something like that. He says, I would never. And now I have this hole. I have a hole. I don't like to pit anybody. I'm scared now. I have a, 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 a phobia of it. Now. Like, you know, now I'm not good for nobody. All right. Anything I think else? Jake is used to like not having the headphones. So he like, usually the mechanic doesn't hear when he yells. So oh maybe he's. Maybe Mike Hill's pitted for him and heard him break down. Like he's like, oh my gosh, he just mentally breaks down completely, completely. Anything else you want to add about the race before we go on any further, Max? Uh, not really too much. I'm actually the one one good thing about Finnish races is like half of the main is like under eighteen. It's pretty mm -hmm. crazy. So How long was the main? Actually? Young. Uh, forty-five minutes okay. always. Okay. No questions. All right. 20 minutes semi. How many entries do you get at these races? Too. Excuse me? Not not a lot. Uh, like, I'd say 50 entries, 60 entries. That's still not bad. I would, that's, I mean, Finland's got 4 million people and 10 or 20 million reindeer. So, I mean, it's like, <laughs> it's not, I mean, it's yeah. to be expected. I mean. But you, I mean, it used to be, it used to be way over 100. Really? At some points. Really? Yeah, at least 10 scale races because they have two classes. All right. Well, sweet. All right. You know what, Max? This podcast is also brought to you by Manscaped.com. And, uh, you know, they got this new performance package out. And this is what they had to say. They said the sun's out and bums are out. And hopefully your pubes are not out as well. Flip-flop season is upon us. And you, you're out there with those post-pandemic toenails. Don't worry, our friends at Manscaped have you covered. They just launched their fourth generation performance package and their shares. 2.0 nail grooming kit. 
Join the Manscaped movement by going to manscaped.com for 20% off your order with free shipping using the promo code NNRC. So the performance package actually has the Lawnmower 4.0, which I just recently got and now has wireless charging. It is waterproof. You can use it uh, if you choose. I don't know why you would be grooming yourself at night. It has a light or maybe you need to use it to find something. You can turn on the light and you can use it. Uh, it has, uh, like I said, wireless charging. It um, it also comes with the kit comes with like a bowl. <laughs> I know this is funny, but a spray like a bowl spritzer to freshen up your 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 region down there and keep it smelling nice. Which I must admit is very refreshing, and uh, I've used it myself. And uh, I have not got the Shears 2.0 yet, but it's on the way. So I'm, I'm happy to, I'm excited to see what these do because, you know, you can't be working around in flip-flops with some crusty, crusty-ass uh, toenails, Max. You got to keep your stuff, you know, uh, on point. You can't have crusty toenails. So everybody go to www. All right, I'll, I'll take your word on it. Go to <laughs> www.manscaped.com manscape.com use the promo code no name in all caps and you will save 20 percent off your order thank you to manscape for your support and uh thank you everybody that that does something with manscape it's greatly appreciated all right max couple more things here uh nnrc cup it's over we did it uh we, we it, it it was kind of it didn't go as planned near the end like uh Joseph was upset at me. He's like, you should have got better pictures with Mayfield. He doesn't realize there was like a dark, ominous cloud coming where we could possibly have. Like, we have we have definitely went through a discussion with JQ. You remember the After yes. the Roar podcast? Yes. <laughs> but <laughs> I just go forever. I know, but I'm just saying like we literally had to say, hey, Ryan, <laughs> can you get a picture real quick? While the, like everybody around us is pulling on these tents and all this type of stuff. But um, great concept. I wish it would have been a little bit more. I wish we just, we didn't have to make up a, a series and it just was one. Uh, they keep saying that Joe is going to have one next year. So we'll see, but uh, we did it. Uh, you were, you guys were right. Maybe we should have just gave points to the top 10, like they did in formula one. Uh, so that's <laughs> something I would change. Your point. I mean, like you, you remember the point system you introduced yes. by yourself. Yes. Where that was, that was horrific. It would have been so bad in it. It just worked out great. Yeah. Yeah, great. Yeah. Kudos to your point system. Yours was on point. Um, yeah, well, it's a proper system. Yeah, I know. It yeah. worked. Um, <laughs> this is like um, one second. Um, but yeah, Mayfield ends up winning by winning three races and not attending one. Do you think that's fair? I, I works out to the points. Um, but I mean, yeah, you win three out of four. Yeah, like, come on, like. I think that's an insta win. I think so too, man. But I mean, but I mean, if someone finished second every race or won the one Mayfield didn't attend and finished second every race, they would have won it. Yeah, but you have to be consistent. Well, I mean, yeah, uh, it, it, yeah, it's, but it, you know, like it's not on. I mean, the, the reason why Mayfield won by winning by only attending three races was because everyone else was actually pretty inconsistent. You know, no one had two, like three podiums or whatever, I don't think. So yeah, it's like, I don't even think Tebow was the next consistent guy. And he, I think he only had maybe two podiums, three out of. Yeah. So like if, if the one guy is so consistent that he can finish in the podium three times, let alone like win three times, mm -hmm. you know, I, I think that's already a pretty significant achievement on its own, comparing like what the other guys had. 
Yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely um it worked out though. I just I think oh, yeah, that, yeah. and it I worked think out Mayfield perfectly. Won pretty clearly. Yeah, yeah, because Mayfield was very clear. Imagine if uh like Mayfield would have or Tebow would have won it, but he didn't win the national championship. It would have been so yeah. I was like, Oh my yeah. gosh, please let whoever wins the national championship win this in an RC cup. I was like they would be like, get that, get that cup away from me. I want the real one. Like, you know what I mean? So it worked yeah. out so perfect for him, man. Mayfield's in just such a role. It's amazing. It's amazing. I don't think anybody can beat him right now. Well, we'll see. Let's see how things look after this weekend at the IBC. Yeah, this weekend is going to be interesting because Ongaro and Ronovalk will battle for the first time in like since Montpellier or something. Yeah, yeah. Ago. But we're going we're gonna to talk about that. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. But first, we're going to... Do some uh, some quick news items. Is, are you good with that? Yeah, we're good. All right, we're so, good always. So, so <laughs> this week's news is brought to you by High Tech RCD. That's right. High Tech is a sponsor of the podcast. Thank you, High Tech. Uh, I think I'll have their general manager on next week to talk about the history of High Tech. It should be interesting. So High Tech RCD is a leader in the R- in RC systems, delivering the highest performance and reliability, reliability supported by a dedicated customer service personnel. The servos they use are the HSB 9381TH servos. They have efficient brushless motors, titanium gears, low consumption, constant output, and metal casings. Their charger, this is what they really want you to check out. You can charge if the RDX2 Pro charger, you can charge two four-cell packs in just 45 minutes, provide power for your engine, heating, and tire warming needs. It also has a Bluetooth dongle so you can connect and monitor your charging from your phone. So check that charge out. It's actually pretty badass. Trust in high tech, your servo and charger headquarters. Visit hightechrcd.com where to buy for your nearest retailer. And um, I don't know. Yeah, show them some love and uh, check out that new charger. So uh, a little bit of news, Max. Nothing too serious. I see Kobovic is going to the Florida Carpet Championships. That's turned into a really big Carpet race, it's starting to get international guys like him going. Uh, a lot of the big guys go there. It's good to see. Uh, he's from Den Norway, right? Norway, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, good stuff. Um, that's good to see. Hopefully, we see some more Europeans coming over to America here soon. Uh, how does he get yeah. to go? So, uh, I guess he's just uh, planning on being. Well, then Norway mean, is a country, it's not yeah. related to Europe, right? No, no, it's still in EU. Mm. So it's not, well, yeah, it's, well, it's kind of in it's the EU. It's not the EU, it's in the Schengen or whatever, treaty or whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah, right. but it's, it's well, it's kind of, kind of hard to, hard to determine the relationship mm-hmm. between Norway and the rest of us. But pretty much the rules and regulations here are you can go almost anywhere. You will just have to get a lot of the tests done, mm. a lot of paperwork and like, it's a real hassle. Then when you go back home, you have to stay two weeks in home in quarantine. Right. 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 So it's okay. like, it's like you can go if you want to, but you just have to sacrifice so much, uh, just to go to one trip. So it's not really worth it. Especially if you have a job or anything. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I, I figured that, um, uh, I'm, I'm guessing, Maybe vaccines will help too. So let's see if that helps a, yeah. a little bit going into the future here. 
But good to see. That's hopeful. Maybe we'll see guys like Rana Falk, which we're going to talk about. Rana Falk's win in Denmark. Uh, it was not as easy as we thought it would be. You pointed that out to me. Uh, the Killets were giving him a hard time there in uh, in Denmark. Yeah, yeah. Rana Falk only TQ'd one round, mm. and uh, he was the fastest in the semi, but in the main, he was... Kilic was still leading when he uh, had a DNF, but I mean, Ronafog was probably faster, a bit faster, but still, like Kilic was right on him. I would say a little bit of ring rust here. Ronafog hasn't been racing. The Kilic have been racing in Poland a lot, man. Oh yeah, they they race pretty much every weekend. Yeah. They're crazy. Unfortunately, they're not going to the IBC. Uh, they can't go due to COVID. Yeah. I, I learned that. Thank you to all the German guys who told me that they're not going to. They can't. I got I got that on Facebook. Uh, Barkan, so Barkan was leading when he had the failure then. Oh, no, Barak was leading. Oh, but he still finished third. Yeah, he, because he, he... No, no, Barak DNF'd. All right, I'm confused here. He, his servo, Barak's servo blew up. Okay, so... Or something. I don't know what happened. I think servo. Okay, okay. I was a little bit confused by the pictures then. All right. Uh, good warm up race for David. Uh, Pele Comse, I think Pele Comse, Pele, Pele Comse was third or second at yeah, this race. Yeah, he third. Uh, he's third, from Denmark, yeah. so probably to be expected. Uh, good race for him warming up for um the IBC coming up here this weekend. I would say it's good to see him getting out of out of Sweden to race. I guess things are a little bit more open in Nor in Dan Denmark. Well, there's only a bridge between them two, so. Okay, so you could just drive over there. Yeah. Do they have um, like a customs on the bridge, or like where you have to go through immigration and stuff like that? No, no, it's because it's the same country because of EU, so right, you don't have right, to go. Right, 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 right. I mean, I think I don't know if you need a test or something, but it's just you just drive over the bridge and pay the fare, or whatever the sort of the road toll for the bridge, you know. Okay, sorry. I was getting um I was getting Okay, so Bar yeah, Barkan came in third, sorry, or second. Yeah. Yeah, I got them confused. No. Yeah, but no, I mean, Barkan's yeah. been wanting like some races, Burak has been wanting some. I mean, I think Burak is still the one with the ultimate speed. Mm -hmm. Barkan is sort of just he's He's like always there, and like when Burak isn't there, uh, Berkan wins. But I think when Burak is sort of like uh, feeling it, like having mm -hmm. a good day, I think he's still a lot better than Berkan. He's like fifteen too, so still very young. Yeah, I, yeah, the, yeah. They're both like super young. So, okay. uh, Joey is open up a track at Paris. I uh, now I was I was told actually should be getting ready to open soon. So where he has the. Uh, DNC has opened up a permanent track. This is going to be interesting to see. Uh, looks yeah, well, that's probably then going to be the sort of DNC track from now on. Yeah, so that would be good. There would it'd be like old time when he used to have Hammett and see what happens there. Yeah, that's yeah, that's about all the other news. Upcoming races, like I said, we have the Enats coming up. 
uh, in two weeks. The Big Apple Challenge at Barnstormers is the same weekend. I believe Cole Ogden and uh, Adam Drake are going to that. That would be a decent race for the North. That's a big race for the Northeast guys. You got the Summer Sizzler Race. That will be in uh, Blue Ridge Mountains uh, uh, end of July. And then, of course, you got Wicked Weekend, first weekend of, or second weekend of the, of August. Lots of racing coming up, dude. Lots of freaking racing coming up. It's incredible. It's incredible. Yeah, it's summer break time, so yeah. all the countries are having races. Yeah, especially and- in Europe. Yeah, yeah, especially in Europe. Yeah. All right, dude. I, that's all the news I kind of have this week. Uh, we have a few questions. I think we should just get into them. And they are, you know, they are brought to us by Beach RC. BeachRC.com, the racer's one-stop online hobby shop. Choose from all the popular brands and variety in stock with super fast shipping and great customer service. BeachRC.com still has the local hobby shop feel with all the benefits of the internet. BeachRC.com is the exclusive distributor for Ultimate Racing, JQ Racing, Pro Circuit Racing Tires, Nitro Lux Fuels, and Assault RC Performance Products. So fill up your cart and check out at beachrc.com today. Thank you to Beach RC for all the continued support of the uh, No Name RC podcast. It was really awesome to hang out with. Beach RC was right in front of us the whole entire, you know, at the Nationals. And uh, we had a blast. We have an affiliate link. It's in the written description of this podcast so you guys can use it. It helps us out a lot. So we don't have that many questions, uh, Max, but let's see. So first up, we have Benjamin James. Will we be, will we see the return of the ten scale Nitro Stadium truck class? I don't think so. Um, I think you'll you may see it pop up at some races as a class. They might it might be an exhibition race, but I don't think it's going to come back just because it's just really hard. Uh, even with these new conversion kits by Ignite RC Designs, they're really great. Uh, I haven't heard any complaints about them. But, uh, you know, it's an expensive startup, and it's it's a hard thing to drive. And But maybe, who knows, but I don't think it will be, I don't think we'll ever see it how it was back in the day. Truggy did destroy that. Truggy is just so much easier to drive. So I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I would agree that the cars are a bit uh, too small for most A-scale tracks these days i feel like mm-hmm. the old days the tracks are a lot slower speed and all that so it was easy to control and also one thing one thing i thought about was sort of because of the fact that the manufacturers don't have a car they're really not gonna push any of mm-hmm. the drivers to run that class so like it'll be sort of and a, a fight from the manufacturers just because they don't want to do a new car even though like they don't really have to fight it they just have to not let the drivers run it so i think i think they're gonna try to hold on the chuggy for now mm-hmm. because it's such a better class for the manufacturers and then like i i still think there'll be like sort of exhibition races as you said but that's probably gonna be it yeah even though these new kits they'll be sturdier <clears throat> they'll be using components from uh modern cars geometry as well i, I they look yeah. really good though uh, the guys down in Australia yeah. have them. Zach Ryan and Ben Panic and them guys have them. They like them. Wally's building one, a Losi one. So if you guys are interested, though, go to Ignite RC Designs or Ignite Design RC. Sorry. Check out Chad Parks. He's making them. Keith Henry, what's up, Keith? What is the current best 
in-car POV system? I don't know. Um, does anybody out there who does POV, can they give us a, an idea? I've never done POV in my life, so I don't know. Uh, sorry. I don't know. What, what, is, what is it they use on drones? I think my little brother has one of those. Those are pretty good. Oh, yeah? Your brother races drones? No, but he, ha he has one. I didn't Just even know fun. you had a little brother. <laughs> really? I think I mentioned it. What's his name? Max 2? Uh, his name is Rex. Rex? Like yeah. Tyrannosaurus Rex? <laughs> yeah, kind of. So you got Max and Rex. Mm -hmm. I did not know you had a brother. That was named Rex. Well, not, not now, you know. And he can fly a drone pretty pretty well, actually. How old is considering he? Considering he doesn't practice. He's 18 now. Oh, so he's not that much younger than you. Yeah. I never well, knew I'm, this. I'm he never raced RC cars. Well, he did for some time, but he was never like, he, he, he never was like wanting to be competitive. So he just wanted to have fun with them. He had like one of those Ken Block drifter cars. Remember those? Oh, right, right. Yes. The track says Ken Block edition or something. I did not know you had a brother named Rex. I, 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 I'm so amazed how blown away by this information. I did not know that. I didn't know you had a brother named Rex who was two years younger than you that flies drones. Did not know that. All right. GF Rami RC. What's up, G Spec? How you doing, man? Uh, JQ guy. Great dude. Uh, can, some, can, the shame, can the same shock package be run on a car that is 250 to 300 grams heavier? If not, what changes should be considered? Thanks. So I'm assuming it's probably running e-buggy. Maybe looking to make up for that weight. Yeah. Would you go to a heavier shock oil? Well, he said he's bottoming out, right? No, or he just said, can the same shock pack package be run on a car that's 250 to 300 grams heavier? So I'm guessing if... well. Yeah, kind of, kind of like from nitro to e buggy. I yeah, I mean, <clears throat> most likely not really. I mean, I I usually run same shocks, shock oils, and just go to one one uh, sort of one jump uh, to a thicker spring. Mm -hmm. That's pretty much the only thing I do. But probably would be better just to have a different piston as well at some points. But it's just I kind of always want to make my e buggy just to feel like my nitro. So. Right, I don't so you, have a, two different setups. So, what would you go to in piston wise? Probably just to have more pack because mm -hmm. the car is more heavier, so sort of less less holes and and bigger holes. So, have to have more pack on it. Yeah, it so it doesn't. Yeah, because you know that extra weight from the e buggy, especially when you're coming off yeah. jumps and all that stuff. It just, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. And I mean, I sometimes even went to thicker oils if it was like. Because some tracks are just so that you have really steep bumps, mm -hmm. so the e-buggy just flats out a lot. So you have to go the thicker oil. But I mean, if if you're talking about so nitro car, then then I think it matters. Like if you wanna wanna sort of optimize the car weight and then tune the shock package with it, then I think it's 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 a much more sort of close. You have to make small smaller like uh, details that you have to improve that you actually get the packets to working for your weight because mm -hmm. like the thing is our setups are tuned for how 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 much the car weighs 
basically. So right. maybe you tune sort of the way that's moving around when you're tuning a setup. Mm-hmm. And if you move that moving weight, the setup is completely wrong because it's supporting in the wrong places and then right, it moves right. I get that. slower or faster. And, you know, so that's sort of the biggest thing here to get the shock package working in the corners, not really the jumps or whatever. Okay. Good stuff. Good stuff. Chris Blackwell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you and Super Science I mean, Mode. I, 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 I went super science mode. I know. Almost messed up myself. I know. You went like, I, when you started, I had you to, you went to <laughs> e-buggies and, and this and that. And then you know, I just, I was like, okay, I lost him. I lost him. I lost him. Yeah. I hope uh, that the listeners caught that. Chris Blackwell, what pro circuit right. compounds would you compare to the S3 or S4? I don't know. I haven't. I haven't. I haven't run the new pro circuit compounds. Yeah. The the old tires were so that they were sort of on the hand they felt a bit stiffer, but on mm-hmm. the track they felt still soft. So you would always have to go one stiffer than the other brands usually. So if the other went super soft, you went soft and so on. But, yeah, I think uh, Joseph new new compounds. Good. I don't really know. Yeah, Joseph runs pro circuit uh, from time to time. Yeah. So. It would have been better for that one. All right, so we got some Instagram yeah. questions. Hyperfox 21s, 2.1. Hyperfox 2.1. I like that. Was told by someone to look ahead of your car and not directly at your car. What are the fast guys actually focusing on while racing? Here you go, Max. You're semi-fast. Are you looking ahead of your car? I, I usually look at the car. But yeah. I sort of, like, it, it kind of depends. If it's a certain type of corner where I need to hit the apex, I look at the corner. If it's just like it's a bumpy corner or whatever, I just look at the car because then I can see more. But I I would say it's sort of like if you're looking behind the car, that's wrong. Like at any point if you're looking behind the car, that's wrong. So it's it's more 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 of the fact that you look in front of the car than behind it, but it most of the time is between looking in front or looking at the car. But that's probably where most most like even fastest guys are at. Yeah, I really I would, buy the theory that you can only be fast if you look in front of the car. I think you probably got your eyes on both somehow, you know? Yeah. Just like you yeah, focus I mean, on your car time. and just in your prefer- peripheral vision, you're just like, all right, I know that's common. Yeah. And the thing is, most pros can see if cars are crashed in front of you. They don't need someone to spot for you most of the mm-hmm. time. But like beginners, they have no clue where some cars are, even like semi-level drivers. <laughs> Because they don't have sort of the time to watch the surroundings. Yeah. Be interesting. I should ask some top pro guys next time I go, hey, when you yeah. drive, do you but do I, this? I mean, I probably look more the car than in front. But I do look in front at times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially like, you, sometimes you just catch something. Other, I'm not saying that I'm nowhere near fast. Or even, yeah, you just catch something like, just out of the corner of your eye. And it's just, okay, you know somebody is... Had an accident or something like that there. Or crash. Yeah. All right. Dread24, what's up, Corey? How you doing? He asks, are the older high-end radios, are older high-end radios worse than newer high-end radios? Or is just a marketing thing for, like, buggy bodies? Do they make a difference? I think he's talking about um, maybe, like, guys preferring the M12 over the M17, maybe. Yeah. I think that's what he was yeah. referring to. Yeah, to be honest, like, like the feeling you get from the car 
and between the transmitter, that's like that's probably the same from M11X to here because I I slow down the frequency on it. I run the sort of this I don't know what's it called feeling or whatever. I run it the slowest one, mm-hmm. and then like I don't even run the super sensitive response or whatever the high mode on the uh, sort of the transmitter and the receiver connection because you can have it on higher sort of frequency. So I don't even have that on. I, I have it the feeling on low. So pretty much you don't need the speed. There is the connection is nothing. It's not like lagging or anything. So it's not like there's anything to improve that way. And the only real improvement these new radios have is like you have more features, for example, like lap times and you can tune the curve better. You can do the speed better. All that kind of stuff. That's sort of better on the new radios but like driving wise i i don't buy that there's any real benefit yeah i don't i couldn't tell you i haven't driven one i see that tebow went back to ko propo he went to sanwa for a minute and is going back to ko propo i think he's probably i think that's yeah i think that's the long throttle because ko has like the longest throttle of any radio and sanwa has one of the shortest so like you get much more throttle feel with the KO radios. I think that's what he, what's or was his issue. Yeah, I think he's looking for every little thing, to. Yeah, you know, he's a little. But bit- I mean, he's he's always driven a KO radio, yeah. and it's actually like you 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 would get surprised how long the throttle ever is. At least in the older ones, they were like super long. He's just used to it, and it's gonna be you know when you're used to something like that. And he's a guy that actually yeah. in his throttle. If you listen to Tebow throttle, he uses a lot of minute micro inputs. So yeah. you hear him like, but it's much easier to do with a longer throttle exactly. lever because you can control it. Yeah. So yeah, you can hear it like he like like little like that's sort yeah, of, yeah. I know. So Ongaro kind of does it too, but he does it much more aggressive. He sort of snaps on the throttle, you know. <laughs> this is crazy. He, he just taps on it. It's like in like mirror the corner. Wow. Then you get it, it sounds like the engine is lean, but it isn't because he taps the taps the throttle show fast. Amazing, amazing. Fred Costa RC team. Why don't you lose steering when add toe in on hub? X toe. I think it's talking about uh the outer toe on the JQ cars. Oh yeah, yeah, because you can tune it from the hub. Well you do lose steering actually, but the for some reason the effect is uh, a much smaller when you have the the toe in from the hub than when you have it from the inside of the arm. So mm-hmm. it's like usually what how I went through with it was if I'm running like if I race half a degree from the inside of the arm, I have one half a degree more toe in, uh, it would be pretty much the same as one degree on the hub usually. Okay. So you would always need to have more on the hub to get like the same feeling on right. the car, even though like the way it scrubs the corners is different. So I that's why I prefer having the toe from the inside of the arm mm-hmm. because you can feel the car more, but then you would still have less scrub on the end. So that's the way I do it. Uh, I can't remember what was his specific question. Like, what he was asking, was he, like, he was, why don't you lose during when you to, add toe? Oh yeah. Yeah, so, but you actually do, but you might not feel it as well if you t- tune it from the outside hub. 
Okay. Well, he also says to yeah, ask JQ. He says to ask JQ, yeah. but you're just as good. Just as good. All right. <laughs> my, what's up, RC Kevin? How you doing, man? Up there in Quebec. They have the Quebec Classic coming up next month, too. How much clutch maintenance is important? What to do and when? Outside of clutch bearings. Man, I think clutch maintenance is something that is greatly overlooked in, in nitro racing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you just got to check them. You know, you got to make sure, like, there's, when there's, when there's, you got to take take your bell off, check your clutch, make sure it didn't get in those mushrooms, you know, getting file or cut those edges off, um, clean your clutch bell. If the barons are good, sometimes you can reuse them. If not, re- use new ones. I mean, clutch bell barons cost a dollar. You know what I mean? Yeah. I usually blow them out. Yeah. I blow the, I would, I used to soak them, the barons in like carbon choke cleaner and then blow them out and then put a drop of like oil in there with them. Yeah. Yeah. But, that's not what a lot of people do. And you can even run them dry. Yeah. They last pretty well that way as well. At a dollar a piece, they're just an expendable. Like I would rather put new one. I would say if it's still okay, I'll say I would save them and use them for practice or something else. But yeah, yeah that's just, what I usually do. But I every time I change the clutch, I always change the bearings because it's like you can use them in practice or whatever. But like usually about the clutch, it's just like you will know like when you drive it enough, you know when it's like worn out when mm-hmm. you look at it. That's that's how I always done it. So because some clutches you can run really worn out, it'll be fine. But some you just know there's a limit where you can run it. And that, yeah. yeah, that's just knowing like what the sort of clutch shoe looks like and then mm-hmm. just going by that. That's what I usually do. Because it's really hard to explain. I mean, Associated has some tool for it, but I don't I don't think it's like really doing How's the right your clutch with the with the associated four shoe clutch, how's the longevity of it? Uh, it depends. When it's like kind of low grip, it lasts almost forever. Mm-hmm. But when it gets high grip, you really have to go to a thicker spring pretty soon. It, it kind of wears out quickly at sometimes. But like low grip, it lasts like almost forever. Because JQ clutch was sort of like, it always wore out. Mm-hmm. I mean, it did wear out quicker when it was high grip. But it always wore out really fast. But like the A, a shoes are much hotter, so they also slip a bit more. Mm-hmm. So... I mean, there's there's good and bads to each. I mean, one thing that social clutch is much easier to maintain. You know, yeah, you just take the pins out, put them back in. That's so. that's a hey, I I love that. Like I hate three shoe clutches. It's one of my yeah. pet. I mean, I can do them and put them on and all that stuff, but I just hate them. Like with these awesome four shoe clutches, I should be running them. Uh, yeah. I, but yeah, definitely, and and it's it's a part of maintenance that's so overlooked. My buddy Alex, who's like a super guru here. This guy's super smart. He would always say, um, hey, if I'm going to touch your engine, make sure your clutch is good, you know? And he was like, it always starts. He's like, people want you to tune their engines. I want to make sure that their clutches are done before I start tuning engines. Yeah. So that's how, that's how important a clutch is, man. Seriously. All right. I think that's all the questions. I have a question for you, Max. Uh, I thought of this. Uh, one day while I was watching, uh, I was listening to an action figure podcast. But you know what, Max? We have to plug some sponsors and say thank you. So here at the NNRC, we are all about the glory, and that glory is Nitro. If you guys didn't know, then you're in the wrong place because Nitro is the glory here at the uh, NNRC. 
TNR Fuels is the hottest nitro fuel in the market, owned and operated by racer Chris Nelson and his family. Made by racers for racers. TNR Fuels is currently available throughout the USA. They have many hobby shops uh, around the around America and especially in the West Coast. So, you know, if you're on that side, you can check them out. If you're interested in getting some TNR fuels for yourself or getting your hobby shop set up with them try uh, to support a company that actually supports racers, go to uh, www.tnrfuels.com or you can hit up Chris Nelson directly at chris at tnrfuels.com or find them on House of RC or Facebook and send them a message. So hit up TNR Fuels. Thank you, Chris Nelson and his family, for supporting the podcast. We greatly appreciate it. For racers, by racers. All right, Max. So I had this idea, right? I want to build the ultimate racer. So I'm going to ask you. You can have, we're going to take, you can take four qualities from any racer, past or present, to build your ultimate racer. You need to tell me who you're going to take and why. Is it going to be like we're trying to build the absolute best or like my favorite? Yeah, like what you would of. want and explain why. Okay, so okay, so definitely Ongaro's throttle finger. That 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 I want. So you have that's, to have a, you have, now you have to have a stick radio. Yeah, so we're going to have So you lose points for here. having a stick radio or should we give you points for having a stick radio because is actually what people don't use. So you're using a rare type of weapon, so you're going to get 10 more points. So you're just using a okay, stick radio. Okay, okay, yeah. At- uh, okay. So then, yeah, so next one. Next would be, I don't really, well, maybe maybe sort of like, because JQ always tells me how Yannick Aiguan, he always had like weird setups. Mm-hmm. I, I believe he, it's about it's about him. Like he had no roll bars or like super thick roll bars or whatever. Okay. And he had like always like super crazy setups. So I would I would like to have that as well. Because like then no one else can copy your setup. If you're super fast, like you know no one else is going to be fast. So that's that's always like a good thing. So you got Angaran Aigon for his setup crazy setup yeah i i mean i could be wrong if, i i think it's jargon who jq always talks about okay but yeah so him and then it's gotta be mayfield like the way he runs a main final mm-hmm. like like if he doesn't throw his radio like the way he runs his final you know like mm-hmm. when he gets up front takes off wins by lap like that is that is something like Ongaro lacks. I go on never won like big races. Well, Euros obviously, but like he missed out on the worlds because of some bad luck. Mayfield never has that. He always like he always delivers. No, he he has bad luck. Remember, he didn't make the national finals for two years and he had well, bad okay. luck. Okay, but like yeah, but okay, lately but we are talking present present yes. form. Yeah. So I won like Ongaro always like they have something like some things go on, but like. Especially from the lead, but okay. like Mayfield, if he gets in the lead, he's easy wins. And then fourth quality, right? So that that's gonna be hard. I, I can't really think of anything. Maybe Tebow's fuel mileage. It's, this driver is gonna be awful to make. But like, in, <laughs> how do you do this in one driver? But like the way Tebow handles his fuel mileage and his throttle, it's it's like. With like with Ongaro's like preciseness of mm-hmm. the throttle, and with Tebow's like the way he sort of saves the fuel, I think I think it's gonna be a perfect mix. And then like Mayfield, Mayfield, you have it there into the lead, wins the race by a lap. 
and then I won. No one can copy our setup. That's a perfect sort of. That's that's a perfect driver. That's your perfect driver. That's yeah. your perfect or your favorite. That's your favorite. My favorite. My okay. favorite. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I would um real quick. I would take Greg Degani's guile and hard work to become a yeah. world champion first. I have that. Like not when I mean like that. Like uh, whatever it takes to win, he done it. Like mind games, whatever. You know what I mean? Polishing shock shafts, all that type of stuff. Stealing tires. That type of stuff. Doing everything to win, even when like. You know, everybody thinks he's not. I'll have that in him. I definitely have Mayfield for his uh sixty minute his 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 ability to finish mains right now. Rana Falk for his professionalism and his confidence. And I don't know who the fourth one would be. I would be um I don't know, because then I want him to be a little bit wild too. So maybe I want him to be that would be a little just a borrow for yeah, but like Barufalo about winning. <laughs> that's, have Barufalo's wildness, but burn, have Barufalo's <laughs> wildness, but Mayfield's ability to to finish, and compiled with Ronafog's professionalism and confidence, and Greg Degana's will to win at any costs. Yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, that's the ultimate heel right there. I think I've made. I think you were you you got excited by this because they build a really cool uh, sort of figure or whatever in the yeah. But I know I was thinking about this and uh, as I was waiting uh, on my travels, coming trying to come home. So, what do you guys think if you had to to the to the listeners if you had to choose four qualities from four races past to present to make your favorite racer? What would they be? Uh, please tell us in the comments and write down why you would do it. So you have this driver because of this, this driver because of that. We want to know. We want to know. All right, Max, we got to go on to the SCRC Don and Quiet real quick. And then we have a rant this week, a small one. But it's to do with fuel tanks. Yeah, I mean, hey, like one thing One thing is we've been doing so much of these like race podcasts. We never like, we have like, it's been so long since we've done like a regular podcast. I know. So we go all through all these segments. It's always like race podcast. I know. So it's been good. We haven't even started yeah. to talk about the, 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 the IBC yet. We forgot all about that. We got all excited about that. Yeah. We're going to talk about it in this. We'll talk about it in this because it's about permanent tracks. So let's uh, go to the Sun City RC Raceway. Uh, Don and Quiet. No, is this Don and Quiet? Yeah, this is Don and Quiet. Mm-hmm. Sun City RC Raceway. Yes, thank you to Joey Showers, Corman, and Christian for their support of the podcast. We greatly appreciate it. I don't know. Sun City's got some races coming up here soon. It's summertime. I'm sure it's hot. Uh, I have to, I haven't spoke to him for a minute, but uh, I need to contact him, see what they got going on. If you guys are in the El Paso area, give the Showers family a, a look up and go check out their awesome facility 
And if you're looking to put on a race and you're looking for a place to hold it, you go check them out. They're, they'll hold it for you. Uh, so they bring you this week's uh, Dawn and Quiet. So, Max, uh, the International Buggy Challenge coming up here this weekend, uh, probably the, the, the first big race since COVID. I would say this is the first, first big race since, since, let's say, the Euros. I would say that well, probably Montpellier. Montpellier, yeah. I would say Montpellier. Yeah. Uh, that these guys got together, but that was Montpellier 2020. Um, they're off to uh, Barcelos, Barcelos in Portugal, which is Yal Figueiredo's track. If you guys have been paying attention to my socials, I'm kind of doing some write-ups on the drivers. I still have a few more to do. Uh, I don't think that uh, they're going to have streaming of this race, but I think Info RC. Is going to be there, and according to Yao, he says uh, that uh, they will do English as well. I talked to him. Let me just bring up his uh, his uh, info right here. He says it will be InfoRC and some other company, some other company that does it. Hold on. Anywho, first big race, first big Euro race, man. Uh, I yeah. wish you was going. I wish Joseph was going too. Uh, but uh wow i'm excited for this race i really am how about you yeah ongara and ronafog is gonna be amazing that's that's all all i'm really waiting for mm -hmm. really seeing, like they they've been battling yeah they've been battling for like so long but like it, it's like they they've had like a two-year break of any battles so it's gonna well, be the last time they got together was dnc and ronafog won that in 2020 yeah um uh, sorry, RC Special is going to be also doing some coverage of it, uh, according to y'all, Figueredo. Let's let's track looks beautiful, beautiful, beautiful track. Glue, it's a glue track, I'm told. So they are um, treating it with water and glue, which I have experience with, which makes the track. It's super high grip at first, like too much. Then once you get some. But, I mean, and it wears tires on fast, but you can run kind of slicks on it. But once it gets that top groove on it, that rubber groove on it, it, it gets better. You know what I mean? The only thing, yeah. it, it gets hard. And it can be hard on, tr like, plastics and stuff like that. So, whereas um, a, yeah. maybe a mistake that you would have made before on a softer Lumia track, you get away with it. Maybe on this track, you don't, because it's just harder. Uh, yeah. So... I mean, okay. One of the points of this this non quiet was I I started saw, seeing some of our of our American listeners asking, "Well, oh, that's the same layout for the last three years or whatever." And I think it, I'm sure it is the same footprint. I mean, that's how European tracks are. I think they might have changed some features. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's definitely a bit different than last year. But anyway, it's still the same sort of. Yeah, but this is European tracks. This is European tracks. Yeah, Even, yeah, but that's how it's always. One guy even said, because I was I wrote something about Angaro, I said that um Angaro we we, we was I, I I brought up the thing about Angaro not yet winning on American soil, right? And so another guy's well, does Mayfield go over and race in Europe? And I said, Does he beat them? I said, No, not really. Not, the Americans don't come over to Europe much. But he goes, Well, does do you expect Davide to come to uh America and beat Mayfield? I said, Well, Ronafalks won DNC twice. And yeah, and Elliot Boots has won Silver State, so uh, y there is definitely you know 
something. That, that, sorry, that's going off on a tangent about that. But um, it was, the, you know, basically, I guess what they're trying to say is that it's unfair because these are permanent tracks, right? We get this argument a lot from the American races because, you know, they can, they can, their tracks are built where they can change layouts more frequently, right? Yeah, um, but go ahead. The thing is, like, for this, Ongaro, I don't think Ongaro has ever been to this track. Mm-hmm. So if Mayfield was on the go here, he will be just just as uh, just as much practice on the track as Ongaro. So there there will be like no excuses there. Like there really there have been like a few euros where some track is some other drivers. For example, Ongaro Ring, where actually Bertan won the championship, mm-hmm. even though it's Ongaro's backyard, the track. So. This home advantage is just excuses. Ongaro like, was not like, even really all that fast in the Euros, like yeah, F, this, yeah, but like it, the track was a bit weird for the Euros. Yeah. But anyway, like it helps definitely, yes. But it's not like you can't mm-hmm. like win if you're not practicing there. It's it's just an excuse. I think so too. Um, I mean, that's that's the beautiful thing about American tracks, that they can be changed so much, too. You know what I mean? That's that's something yeah. that can't be done in Europe. Yeah, so, but that's a different style, you know? Yeah. Like, European tracks, sort of, like, they take from, like, Formula One or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Those, the, the, like, Monaco has been the same track for, like, 60 years. So, yeah. like, <laughs> I get RC that. tracks I get have that. a long way to That go. was actually my point about the Don and Quiet, is that it doesn't really matter, man. The cream will always rise to the top anyway. Mm-hmm. So the fast guy is going to be fast no matter where they go. Uh, it's just it, it just is what it is. But back to this race, man. Let's talk about the significance of this race and what it means. So this is we can pretty much call this a Euros almost. I mean, yes, it does not have many people, well, but it has some of the main yeah, competitors. But I mean, yeah, some of them. I don't know. Maybe. may I don't know. I I wouldn't even call this Euros warm up. Okay, really. okay, not <laughs> a Euros warm up. It's the closest thing yeah. we're gonna get to a Euros this year. Yeah, that that works better. Yeah. Uh so this is a big deal. I'm I'm happy to see it. Uh, Coelho is going to race there too. A lot of local Portuguese guys. I think you might see some of the local guys doing well. Just also because there won't be a lot of, lot of, lot more. Like there won't be a lot of international guys on there, like on that level traveling to this race. Does that make sense? Yeah. So yeah, but I mean, one thing also is Spain has a lot of f- really fast guys, like mm. young guys, really fast that are actually like crazy fast at times. So they could have a few surprises here. I, I feel like yeah, anything's possible. Place. Anything's possible. Uh, Miguelo uh, did the touch ups on the track. It just looks so great, man. I do, I just can't get over how. It looks so like with the red infield. Even though I know all that stuff's gonna be gone, I just think it's always a great way to start out a race. It just looks so great. Yeah. And um. Yeah, it's 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 much better that way. Like I remember even at the Worlds where they use carpet on it in mm-hmm. in Vegas. Like even then when it got really dusty and whatever, it still looked really cool. Yeah, they probably should have been under vacuumed it. No, I'm only joking. All right, so <laughs> so you think this this is just gonna be about Ranafal Angaro? You're not throwing. You're not giving no props to Badier, no Coelos, no Canas. You got Marco is Canas going. Yeah. Canas is definitely going to be in the fight. Marco, I don't think he's going to be in the fight for the win. Berton's going to be okay, but it really depends on the track. I feel like his car, at least from the videos, looks really hard to drive. So is he running a prototype car, Infinity, yeah. now? Oh, yeah, he's been running that for two years already. Okay, wow. Two years, they still ain't yeah. got a finished product? Yeah. Wow. 
That's yeah, crazy. like COVID though. I mean, COVID. Yeah, I'm sure that stopped them. Yeah, I don't think it did. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, they don't want to release a product. When right, it's I, COVID get that, anyway. I get that. I get that. I get that. Yeah. Um, Boots is going. There's a lot of fast guys yeah. going to this race, Max. But I don't know. Boots, Boots has been struggling recently. He's got very with him I now. Like. Yeah, but I mean, last UK Nationals, he finished third. That's all right. We're talking Piedmont about this race now. Yeah, yeah, but like Boots has been off form. First so race for Angaro, no very. No, no, first big uh, he's, race. He's been racing in Italy. First he's been racing big in Italy race for the with no very. Max, but nope. I mean, it, Italian races have like all the same drivers except for Batty and First big race with no very. All this means stuff. I don't know. <laughs> what does this mean? Is this a spiritual thing? This is all mind games. Like you know, you had that guy, you know, very like I'm telling you, like if I'm on Garo's camp, I'm like this guy knows all my secrets about how to go fast. Yeah, but like I don't. Uh, my take on this it, this is like Ongaro. And Ronifog is going to be much faster than anyone else. Really? I, I, oh, think, I think you're going to see. Ronifog might that struggle. And Canas is probably going to be almost as fast, but not fast enough. That's my take on this. Figueredo might be okay, but probably not as fast. Really? That's my take on this. I, yeah. I mean, but I, the I, thing I, is, like, Ongaro is going to be fast, no doubt. He's going to be fast if he isn't something's going weird but he's he's gonna be fast then Ronifog might be good might be bad then Kanas <laughs> is gonna be right up there but not not there might be good might be bad that's the only two choices you got like either you're good or you ain't yeah, like, yeah but like he might be he might be really good right or he might be like 10th you know after qualifying I, I don't think he'll be that bad um it's gonna be interesting yeah but to I mean see. yeah I think I think on I think Ronald that's a, good. That, those are just my takes though. Like that's like that's the way I see this race going. Like I don't I don't see any other way. Hmm. You don't you don't have anybody beating those two. Interesting. I think Coelho could beat him. I think Coelho could beat him. I think maybe. But yeah. he doesn't have testaments or like he doesn't have a sort of like Euros was a different case, you know. He had testaments there, the X ray was like yeah, I, I kind of find, I really can't argue with you. That I don't think it's going to be the, the Rana Falk and Ongaro show. I can't argue that fact. I'm trying to. Yeah. But you, I can't. You're, try, you're, trying, you're trying to make it sort of like there's more exciting than there actually is. But it is exciting. I, mean, I hope there is. But the thing is, like, Barufal always struggles on tracks like this. Then Figueredo isn't really fast enough. At least he wasn't fast enough when they last raced. And then, like, Robert is like, he can be there in the main, but like, is it enough? I don't know. Mm. So that that only leaves Ronafuck and uh, Ongaro. And you're forgetting Boots, Berton. Yeah, but Boots. Yeah, I, I said Boots is lost, and Berton is a question mark. He can be he can be like fourth, or he can be okay and finish second. <laughs> oh my gosh! You just well, what if Ongaro is just completely off? I mean, he could be, but I doubt it. I forgot. Yeah, that's your teammate too. You gotta, you gotta stick up for him. I forgot your team associated now. No, but like you know, there's tracks he can struggle. Like DNC, he struggles. Not surprised. Uh, like RCGP and Thunder Rally, he struggles a bit. Mm-hmm. Not surprised. But like tracks like this, he don't struggle. You okay. know, there's no struggle on tracks like this. Got you, got you. So you want to make predictions then? 
No. Yeah, well, I kind of made mine All already. All right, so who's going to... Like, no, you got to pick a winner. Mine... Winner, yeah, Ongaro. All right, I'm going with the fuck with the fucking Viking. There. Yeah, well, you're a fanboy. That's a, I love the Viking. He's awesome. My upset yeah. to Bin Boots or Madman Marco. Yeah, I'm saying for upset win, I would actually say Robert. I I think that would be an upset win. I'm and, gonna go far. And Canas- maybe Robert will see this and get mad and win. And Canas in the top three. Know. Yeah, Canas is most likely going to be in the top three. Yeah, actually, Canas no could win this. Like, what are we talking about? He could win this. Yeah, but like he, but most races, like big races, he isn't just there. He's always like second or third, you know. Even at RCGP, he was, sometimes he was the fastest, but he was like he not was not quite amazingly there. fast, amazingly fast. Yeah, he is fast, but he like. Just weird. He's all, almost there. I just hope we get decent coverage or at least decent video. Like, I know it's not going to be streamed, but yeah. we can get some decent video. I was thinking maybe we might want to... Infarce is actually really good. Yeah, he they does do really the good job. They do really good videos. They, like, film every Spanish race yeah. and ever. Yeah. Everything. So, uh, tune into the hobby... Uh, tune into the to our Facebook page, and we'll direct people to whatever videos we can find. Uh, Info RC and RC Special. I need to find RC Special on Facebook, too. It's going to be great. We're going to talk about it next week. I am picking the Viking to take it, because I'm that confident in his skills. He will shrug Denmark off. Actually, just he still won. He just didn't yeah, win I mean, in dominating... Right. Dominating... Fashion that we that I expect him to win in, so uh, I'm still picking him. It's a shame the Killicks aren't there. It's a shame the Killicks aren't there, and a lot of people aren't there. But yeah, actually, this race would have been good race to see what their speed is like. Actually, mm-hmm. because they race on tracks like like high grip tracks now, so mm. that's not an excuse or anything. So mm-hmm. like, I think this race would have been really good, sort of to show where their pace is. Awesome. All right, well, we'll tune into that, and you guys can, too. Follow us. Follow the NNRC Facebook page. If you aren't liking our page, go give it a like. We're, like, uh, 70 away from 4,000 likes. On Follow us on Instagram. Also, on our YouTube channel, hit that sub, sub button and that like button and that notification button. And for this guy's YouTube as well. So, Max Mort. Links will be in the written description. All right, I think that's all I have to say about that, right, Max? you have anything to add before we go on? Because I'm going on to the main interview, and then I'll be back with you for the round. Yeah, yeah well, not really. I, I mean, I'm going to Poland probably. I'm not 100% sure yet, but I'm probably going to Poland for this RC camp, so stay tuned for news about that. Oh, yeah, yeah, I talked to uh, that dude too. Yeah, yeah, so he, I think he'll be on the podcast next week, and we're just sending out if the deep does work out, and... Yeah, probably going to be there uh, at the start of next month in August. Then on my YouTube channel, uh, I'm trying to get it released this week. Uh, the last episode of season one, so episode 15, it's sort of a celebration. Mm-hmm. It's about springs, and it's going to be... I'm really trying to get it released on Friday, but I, I'll see what I can do. All right. Then, that yeah, last episode of season one, sort of, yeah. We, we got it one season down. Next winter, probably going to be a next one. Not sure yet. So, yeah, I think that's that's probably it. Well, a lot you, of things going down this week. Yeah. Well, uh, good stuff, man. Uh, we'll talk more about Poland next week. 
uh, all in the rant here in yeah. a minute. All right, Mike. Um, I, I don't know why I called you Mike. I've been around Mike so long, I just called yeah. you Mike. All right, Max. Uh, it's time to go on to the Techno RC main interview with my good buddy, Colin Branch of McLan Racing. Techno RC. Techno RC. Techno RC is a premium manufacturer specializing in 8th and 10th scale high performance off-road RC buggies and trucks. Visit www.technorc.com for a complete catalog of their products. Techno RC, excellence in engineering. Hashtag Techno Takeover. Uh, joining me this week uh, on our first podcast back after the USA trip is a friend of mine. I, I got to meet him in 2019 at the RCGP USA round. I say I didn't get to hang out with him much, but I got to uh, just, you know, speak to him. He was kind of, I was kind of busy, but I've also been on a podcast with him and we talk now and then. I like to welcome, and he's been on the podcast before, so i like to welcome Mr. Colin Branch. How are you, dude? Hey, how you doing, Lefty? It's good to be here. Thank you. I know. Last time you was on, you didn't have such an enormous, such a epic beard going on. You lo- you're looking like Gandalf almost. <laughs> you know, that's funny because you're not the first person to say that. <laughs> oh, man. Um, thank you for coming back on. I, I know we was trying to do this before I actually went to America because it was just after the race in Tulsa, I believe. And I wanted to talk to you about it and pick your brain. Uh, but that didn't happen. Uh, so now we're just catching up after that. So a lot's been happening for you, man. A lot's happened to you in the last year and a half. It's been a crazy year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we never could have predicted anything like this when we, when we started all this drag race stuff and it's just kind of exploded and taken off and we're just riding that wave and having fun with it. I know. Um, the last time you was on, you were still a Serpent team manager, I believe. Uh, you was doing the track walk podcast, which uh, you guys aren't doing anymore. I think Travis is going full into the SOAR with his dad with the the SOR and scale stuff, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That uh, that one. I I don't know. It just kind of fizzled out, and mm-hmm. we had we didn't ran out of time. You know, we just so many things going on, yeah. and we didn't have time to continue doing it. But I missed doing it. It was fun. Yeah, it was. And you guys weren't racing much up there either at the time, so it's hard to talk about racing. And your podcast. Uh, kind of focused on your regional racing as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there was, wasn't much racing going on, so it was hard to come up with things to talk about. You know, we tried having guests. Mm-hmm. Uh, stuff. It's just hard to put together a, a decent show with, without much to talk about. I know. It's, it was hard. It was, it was hard to come up with content in 2020, period, with no racing going on. Uh, I would know. I knew all about that. Uh, all right. So, like I said, a lot has changed. You you don't run TLR. I'm sorry. You do. You don't run Sarpent anymore. You resigned from there. You are. You were. I believe you were the McLan USA team USA manager at that time too. Or was this that did this happen recently? No, that was that was after I left. Um, the uh, I'm local to McLan, so mm-hmm. I know the owner and and that kind of thing. And I, I was a dealer for them for a while. And then, um, I got put on the team and it just kind of grew from there and got to know the owner and, and hang out and, you know, and he mm-hmm. liked what I was doing. So he, uh, he asked me to be the team manager. So, all right. So, but 
you you like I said, you was the South North Pacific Northwest Serpent Manager. Then you went to TLR, which you've been with for a while for now over a year, I would say, which has been very fruitful. I mean, TLR is definitely big up there in your area as well. Um, TLR has grown immensely. Period. This year, uh, the last since last year, since Tran came on, really when Thomas Tran came on. So congratulations on that. I know you guys have a, a decent team up there in the Pacific Northwest as well. Yeah, yeah, TLR has really grown up here. They've got uh, a great regional manager in Luke Eunice, and uh, they're doing a great job of bringing the right people on, and uh, the popularity of the product is, is growing. Um, the support's really good, mm-hmm. so uh, it, I'm, I'm very happy to be there and and uh, help them and have them help me even, you know. It's a, it's a yeah. great team. We, we all pit together and, and have a good time and support each other, and it's going really well. Yeah, TLR is just uh, turned uh, did a complete one eighty from where it was. I say about three years ago, twenty eighteen, uh, when I when I first saw them. So that's that's a good thing to see. But uh, like McClan, McClan is kind of blowing up too. Uh, I know you guys have Tebow. I, I see a lot of uh, non like just regular guys running the, you guys products. You seem to have some loyal guys in there. That's good to see. That's good to see. Tell us a little bit about a little bit more about McClan, like these products, and like you said, they're local to you. So now that things are kind of exploding, what's going on? Um, you know, t- to me, McClan's always been um, like a higher end kind of, mm-hmm. you know, on road, off road, tent scale company, and uh, they came up. To f- I guess now it's been a little while, but um, it was mainly tent scale and. I'd run their stuff and I loved it. So um, it was a no brainer for me to just keep running it. And and it eventually turned into where I am now, but um, you know, it, I, it's still on road and off road is still a a big focus for the company, but it's kind of being overshadowed, overshadowed by this uh, DRK drag racing stuff where that's kind of um, I don't, I don't know how we've done it or to the, um, but we're, we're, we're just, killing it like it's yeah. crazy it's 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 really crazy well let i guess we should talk about that because uh you you linked up with tim smith you also uh you said i should listen to which i haven't listened to the i must admit i haven't listened to the speed shop in a while i'm kind of behind on my podcasts um but i listened to the, a bit of it today you've become now a co-host with him on the podcast so you do have something to talk about but it only makes sense uh you, you, you and tim's been linked for now like a year how did that all come about? Yeah, well, we, uh, I, I met Tim in Phoenix about, it was almost exactly a year ago. Um, didn't really know him very well. I'd listened to his podcast, that sort of thing. But that was right about the time we had kind of decided to do the drag racing thing a little bit. And I went down there to do some testing in the heat. And um, I had the prototype software on the speed control and all that kind of stuff and know that I hung out and uh kind of hit it off you know and we were, we had the same thoughts on things and you know hearing what his ideas were and all that kind of thing it just was it was just a perfect match and um it it you know our relationship just kind of grew over the next six months and um he was with Tekin at the time and so there was no pressure or anything like that it was just um it, it <laughs> The more we talked, yeah, the more we talked, the more we realized that we're all on the same page Mm -hmm. and we we have the same visions and, and, 
ideas and stuff and, and that we could do big things together, you know, and that's, uh, it just kind of happened. You know, he started trying a bunch of different stuff near the end of last year and he tried some of our stuff and he couldn't believe it. He fell in love with it. And, and we just started talking more about it and we're like, Hey, why, why don't we just work together? You know, Mm -hmm. you're kind of doing your own thing right now and we want to work. So let's, let's just work together on this and see how far we can take it. Yeah, for sure. So let's talk about this drag race King. It's, it's some, it's a special ESC motor combination. Uh, we're going to get into a little bit more about no prep, uh, as well, but you, I, I remember Tim telling me about this too. He was like, "Yeah, I'm getting involved with this." Uh, I think it was prior to it actually announced. So I'm pretty like this seems to be taking the drag world by storm. I mean, you guys went from McLaren, okay, there's McLaren, then Tim joins you guys, and then boom, you guys are blown up. You do King of the Streets, which was in uh, February. Then we just do the Tulsa race. And I didn't believe you guys won King of the Streets, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, both the cars in the final were running McLaren, and I think three out of the four in the in the top four were all running McLaren. Mm-hmm. So How we, does uh, one we, test this stuff? You guys just I, what what makes this off? I guess you can't go into too much details, but all right. So I don't I don't know anything about this stuff. How easy is it for me to to get this program it and go straight? It's very easy. It's actually very, very simple to program. Um, it's five stages. Mm-hmm. So what you're doing is you're set person and the length of each stage uh, to get your car to launch and put that power down without spinning the tires down the track. And uh, it works very well. And once you, once you get the hang of it, it's, it's very intuitive and you can just, you get to know, you know, Oh, I need to, I need to add 5% here or take a 10th out there or, you know, oh, it's spinning here because we have data logs, mm-hmm. a high definition data log that goes along with it. So uh, you can see if the tires are spinning in a certain spot, mm. and and it, you know, you look on the data log and say, oh, that that percent, you know, and, and it's very easy to to figure out once you use it a little bit. Hey, Colin, I think we're gonna have to turn off your video because you're kind of breaking up here when I talk. Okay, Pause sure. And just just if you could go in there and turn off your video because this is some important stuff. I want to make sure we get clear. There, I'm sorry, Colin, but now we're just you're just like a blank a black screen. With a dot. That's okay. Nobody needs to see my face anyway. <laughs> so data logging. Uh, this is something that I've noticed. This look. This looks like Formula One stuff out here. Like, um, guys are hooking up their laptops, doing all this crazy stuff. Like, are so I assume there's different profiles you can set up, or if you want to have this hit a little bit more on a certain segment and whatnot, that's all programmable, right? Exactly. Yeah. Mm. Everything's, you can set it up from start to finish, how much power you want at what point and for how long. And then you can bring the timing in, you know, when you want and how much and, and how quickly you want the timing to come in. Wow. It's all, it's very, very adjustable. Wow. That's pretty amazing. So, uh, and what's, what turn motors are guys running with these? What, what do you guys sell with them? Or is it just the ESC that you sell? Uh, you know, typically like a 3.5 turn, 4.5 mm-hmm. turn. Some people are running even lower than that, but typically a 3.5 or a 4.5 turn is is plenty for most streets. Okay. Well, this is amazing. This software has been successful for you guys. Uh, how much has it boosted sales and what? Uh, I'm not exactly sure on the numbers. Mm-hmm. I just know how much... Uh, how much more customer service work I have to do because <laughs> I wear that hat as well. Right. And uh, uh, it's, it's crazy. We can't keep up with the demand. That's really, that's all I know. Wow. That's amazing. Congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations. Are you still Thank working you. at the drone shop as well? 
I am. Okay. I am. I still, so I'm wearing, I'm wearing multiple hats. I have two jobs and it's uh, pretty much 24 hours a day. I'm going, doing something. <laughs> yeah. For those that don't know, uh, Colin actually builds big ass drones. Like you see those drones that you see flying, carrying, that could carry like babies away. He makes them. <laughs> does, uh, we'll call it the stork. Yeah. Does Travis still work there or is he going full time with his dad now? No, he still works at the at uh, FreeFly with us. Okay, awesome, awesome, good, good news, good news. All right, now let's let's dig into some no prep Tulsa race. Uh, I I kind of said I loved what Live RC done the coverage Live RC done for it was really good. Uh, it was good to have Scotty there. It was good to have the multiple cameras. I was able to sit down and watch it. Even my buddy and I were watching it, um, and it was some really close racing as well. Um, my only gripe is it should have been two days that way. The person, you know, the finals wouldn't have been at four. Uh, but great event. And I think what was really even big was Big Chief being there. I don't know anything about no prep racing. I know Street Outlaws. I've watched maybe one or two episodes. It's not really my thing, but I know who he is. So I thought this was a big thing to see him there, him getting interviewed, him interacting, then listening to you guys' podcast last night, how into this he's getting. It's it is so crazy how much he's into this. Like he in between when they're recording their seasons, you know, he's got to find something to do because he's, that's basically his job, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, he, he had discovered the RC no prep stuff and, um, started talking to Tim quite a bit. And we, uh, he actually came out to see us in Tulsa at the race. So, that was kind of what what set it all off. I mean, he had a couple DR tens that he was mm -hmm. running with his run with his kid up, and uh, they weren't so impressive. But um, now that he's got a real car and he's really digging into all of the ins and outs of the suspension and the the tuning of the the speed control and all that kind of stuff, it's he's when we were showing him, it was funny. We were showing him the how the speed control work with all the stages and all this kind of stuff. The smile on his face was so big because it. He says it's so similar to how they tune their race cars. Really? Wow. Yeah. He can look at it and then he can look at the graph on the, the data logging and it looks very, very similar to what he's doing with the race car. So he feels right at home already. Interesting. Interesting. I was also, uh, I was listening to Tim geek out. He was like, and he's doing stuff from the big world and uh, from the real scale world and it's working. And, and he's like, Tim's like, he's learning from this guy about things to do and whatnot. So, this this guy's really geeking out over this. That's good to see. Yeah, he's uh, he's running the McLan stuff, and we've actually we're kind of hooked up with him with Plan a little bit. Where uh, he's teaching us, and we're teaching him, and mm -hmm. we're learning, and we're actually writing software all the time. And and you know he's requesting this and that, and the rest of us are testing it, and he's testing it, and we're we're making some headway, you know, in that direction. So it's really kind of cool where it's a collaboration. We're all working together to. Uh, bring some of the full size uh, drag race theories and, and that kind of thing into the RC world. And a lot of it's working. Some of it's not, but a lot of it is. And uh, the things are going to change coming pretty quick. You know, things are really working well. So, you know, we're, uh, we've got them on board with us and we're just going along for the ride until they start recording again. And he'll probably, you know, yeah, get disappear busy. for, yeah, he'll he'll get busy and disappear for a little while, but we know he'll be back. So I mean, that's just awesome. I mean, it's got everything. This this no prep drag racing's got everything I want and offer it. It's got uh it's got 
rivalry. It's got uh, a celebrity coming in and getting interested in it. It's got um, charisma, money involved. I I'm, I love it. Like I haven't been to an event yet. I really do. Um, I didn't really get to see much of the Tulsa race, but at the King of the Street race, it looked. It looked like uh like what one of these like a swap not a swap meet uh it looked like um you know like that old like everybody displaying their products you can walk around talk to people you know it's so many different products out for this I like that like and um I hope to get to one of these races that have all of that this type of stuff uh coming from Offroad that's where I know you from yeah you know like uh, many manufacturers row and stuff. You know, it's, it's awesome. All the vendors set up and the manufacturers set up their, their displays. And it's, uh, it's really a different atmosphere. It's a completely different atmosphere yeah. where, you know, everybody's happy to be there. Everyone's high five and giving hugs. And, you know, even you, your biggest rival, you know, you stand there and talk, shake hands, chatting, you know, it's, it's really, really good. And everybody says, Oh, you bring money into RC. It's going to cause drama. It hasn't so far in this but there's been zero drama at any of these big races. Yeah, completely, I completely upbeat atmosphere. It's awesome. Yeah, I haven't seen anything or heard anything. And we're talking about big money, like twenty grand, eighteen grand on the line. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, as an off-road guy, you—that's where I know you from, off-road. And you—you kind of. What's it, you kind of got into this gradually. You didn't like get right into it. You kind of built your own car. You got like you dipped your toe into it, and now you're fully into it. Do you? Th I honestly think this will be probably more mainstream than we'll ever see in off-road racing. Yeah, I mean, I, I think probably COVID played a big part of that because mm -hmm. there wasn't much uh, off-road racing going on, so it was something to do. We could do it in a parking lot or in the middle of nowhere on a road or wherever. And I think that played a big part of it, but I think part of the, the appeal is that it is so accessible and you mm -hmm. can do it almost anywhere. You can set up and have a race run in two or three hours and go home. Yeah. You know, it, it's, and then, you know, a, a monthly cash race, you know, for your local guys, you walk home with a thousand bucks. Like you, like you can't, you walk home spending a thousand bucks sometimes at races and offer it. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, I like the scale aspect of it. I think it's cool. Um, uh, and I, I remember I asked you, I was like, is is this hard or is this can offer it guys adapt to this faster? Uh, Tebow was at this race in Tulsa. Tulsa uh, but I also was, was listening to you guys when you said that he practiced a lot and he was doing hits and, and he kept, like he, he took this seriously. So do you think the offer guys have a little bit of an advantage coming into this? maybe a little bit mm -hmm. you know they they know how the electronics work and they know how to rebuild shocks and that sort of thing um but the tuning philosophy is quite different um as far as shock weights and springs and it it, it everything seems pretty extreme compared to what we're used to in off-road like there's there's people running the 3000 weight diff oil in the rear shocks mm. that kind of thing you know it's 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 way out there and you'll run you know a million or or more diff oil in the diff or even lock it completely you know there's a lot of little things that that add up but it's the cars are the same it's basically mm -hmm. based on a you know two-wheel drive buggy or a short course truck and so all the components are basically the same the electronics uh, still work in the same principle 
So wiring them up and everything's in the cult. Uh, tire prep, which I don't know, it's different than what you would do in off-road, mm-hmm. but um, they've they're used to tire prep. You know, the tent scale guys are used to tire prep. So that kind of thing. It's it, it's a pretty easy transition, I think. How about the driving aspect? Well, you're going in a straight line. It's not that hard. No, I know, but people kidding. think that. Like, but does any of the? It's obviously hard. It's not easy. Um, it, it really depends. You know, you'll have days or soads that you'll go out and set your car down, and it will just go straight as an arrow. And you don't even have to touch the wheel. But, okay. um, often, oftentimes, you have to drive that car down the track. You know, it's it'll lose lose traction a little bit, get a little sideways, and you gotta you gotta feather the throttle and and steer it and try to keep it from rolling over and hitting mm-hmm. the wall and but no there's some driving involved for sure but i think that's also you know part of the appeal is people can come into it and um you know whereas off-road it takes years mm-hmm. to be able to be proficient at getting around a track quickly years and years and years of practice where i see guys that i was racing off-road with that were very new to off-road and they were not struggling but they were you know, newer, mm-hmm. newer type drivers, and they come to the drag side, and um, they can be competitive. Right, right. I get so that. The, the driving side of it is probably less than it is for off road. Off road racing is not easy. Like you, you really need to practice and have a lot involved. Of- but the the tuning of the cars is the biggest thing. Right, right. Okay, interesting. So I I definitely think like maybe Tebow. Definitely comes in with an advantage, like with his skills with off-road, but then his determination and uh, knowing that he has to get there and do some passes also helped him. So he just like his what he does with, with off-road, he just did it with the with the drag race. And I enjoyed watching his racing. Um, I know Mayfield's deep into this too. Are, are we seeing any more of these top off-road guys getting into this? I think we're going to see a lot of them because uh, I know that Dakota's built a car, and I know a lot of them have built cars, but. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, depending on their schedules, you know, they're committed to their off-road stuff. So, um, as their, their off-road schedules will dictate, I think you'll see them pop in from here, you know, here and there. And, uh, the way Tebow approached it was really, really impressive. Mm -hmm. He's, you know, he's, he's world champion for a reason. And he, he applied the exact same, uh, methodology, 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 philosophies yeah <laughs> to his drag <laughs> racing and uh it was very impressive because it paid off and he was very competitive and um i know you heard the story about him up there practicing mm-hmm. the tree with the with his radio in his hand and um that was great he was cutting some great lights and until the one time he didn't and it cost him <laughs> yeah yeah uh i he I, he took it serious and i, I like that and um i also like that that race had two entries i know in real life you don't have two entries but I thought it always kind of like, you know, you, you people travel that way and uh, they don't have I, like, yeah, give them another entry. Like, like what you guys done. I, I well, what they done at that race. All right. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I think the sky's the limit for this no prep stuff, man. Definitely looks like it right now. I don't I don't think we've seen the, the peak yet, you know, with the, the 1320 guys coming out to Tulsa. Mm-hmm. Uh, they promoted it a lot, you know, Chief coming out. It's it's going to get, mm-hmm. you know, more and more coverage and, and eyeballs on it. Yes. With these kind of guys coming out. And uh, it's you know, it's still it's going to grow some more. I think it's not it's not peaked out yet. So um, 
1320 guys want to have a race of their own during really? their big, yeah, they have a yearly uh, party. Wow. Slash drag race slash, you know, car show, whatever at their headquarters. They have a great big, huge headquarters up in Nebraska and they want to incorporate a no printing into it when they do it. So um, that'll help a lot. Really? Then, you know, I couldn't believe, I couldn't believe the coverage that they had and, and how long they were there in Tulsa and like till two o'clock in the morning, they were hanging out, shooting pictures, talking to people. Really? Oh, it was crazy. Yeah. Do you yeah. Th- they were into it. Do you think we're going to see this on the discovery channel at any point, Colin? Well, you know, Chief, we talked to Chief about that, and he thinks it's got everything it needs. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it might need a little more drama, but <laughs> we've got drama. It usually just stays away from the racetrack. So um, I don't know. I, I don't know. we got to refine a few things. You know, we got to make it so that it's something that they can film and, and put it all into a, a half an hour or an hour show as opposed to a, what was that, a 20-hour 20, 20 day mm-hmm. kind of thing? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? so yeah they you know we've got some work to do to get it to that point but he says we've got everything we need so um you never know yeah you know you i I gotta you know your offer guy you gotta slip in my rcgp uh video at one point and say hey this these these crazy guys did this too uh i obviously speaking of rcgp video we got uh was it episode three coming out yes we do uh i actually am going to be doing our uh early viewing of that next week for i'm so excited yeah uh i can't wait for the american one i think that's going to be uh the most exciting one and the most one most people can relate with because there's going to be a lot of american drivers there so and uh i can't wait and see what happens in 2022 right uh, exactly yeah and that was that was so much fun that's that's still the race i uh, i i still hold that race as the the benchmark of all yeah. races i've been to that's what i compare everything to I pre- I think I, you speak very highly of it, and that's that's also a good thing. So uh, that's I know that's appreciated. All right, um, I think we're going to wrap up. No prep. I do want to touch on a little bit of the PNW and uh, uh, e buggy and stuff like that. Uh, you guys are doing some good stuff. Scotty's got a race coming up here soon. I know there's a race in Texas. Uh, there's a lot of big races coming up. Uh, what, will you be traveling to any of them? Um, I probably will. I'm not sure which ones yet. Mm-hmm. That's not really my decision. Um, I just get, I go where I'm told to go basically. But, um, I think they're still finalizing some deals with, you know, sponsoring the races and that kind of stuff. And Scotty and, and the owner of McLan are uh, pretty close. So, mm-hmm. um, I'm guessing I'd probably end up at that one, but it's hard to say. Okay. That's going to be a big deal. So I don't know yet. Yeah. The, the two big races coming up are Scotty's and uh, another one in uh, Topeka, Kansas, okay. um, which is like two weeks later. So it's kind of tight. But oh man, this is I think you're going to just see these type of races popping up all the time. You might have to stop building drones and do this full time, Colin. <laughs> yeah, if I was making the money to do that, I know. I, would. <laughs> I know it sucks. Like that, we it's we love it, but it just doesn't make the money that we need to make. All right. Um. Real quick. Uh. E buggy. We. Uh. You. McLean. Eight scale electrics. We have the E nationals coming up here in a couple of weeks. I wanted to go to that. I didn't. Uh. I got. I got. Chastised for not giving E buggy enough love on this podcast. I love you. I have no issue with E buggy. In fact, I want an E truggy. Uh. You're working with these ESCs and these motors. What can we expect? Can we expect? 
these motors and these ESCs to be a little bit more durable, uh, some better technology, maybe some software coming from the drag race side so people can set up the, the throttle response to maybe simulate a nitro buggy. Like, I know that's the reason why some people run clutches. What do you, what do you, what can you tell us about this? Um, you know, I, we're always working on the durability side of it. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got a, a new speed control coming and new motors coming, um, which we've worked on the durability a bit to try to try to help that side of it. Um, we're always working on trying to make the software smoother mm-hmm. and, and make it feel really linear, kind of like a, almost like a nitro buggy, but it is really hard with an electric motor to okay. simulate that similar free rolling, uh, you know, when the clutch disengages right, on a nitro right, engine, right. It's, it's hard to simulate that when you've got the drag of a motor, mm-hmm. um, an electric motor. So, yeah, we're, we're always working on that kind of stuff. And I, I, I think, I don't know, I haven't really seen a whole lot of new stuff from other mm-hmm. manufacturers in that department recently. So um, I, I expect they're working on something as well, but I don't see huge changes in that department. It's just going to be incremental steps here and there to, improve little things that are kind of failing, but yeah, I think, uh, you know, I've been running e-buggy quite a bit over the last year and mm-hmm. I've kind of fallen a lot in love with it a little bit. I hate to say it, but <laughs> I mean, it is easier p- plug and play. Uh, yeah. e truggy is growing immensely. Yes. Yeah, it is. So, yeah. It's, uh, it's taken off, you know, even here in the Northwest, we're yeah. seeing it grow. Yeah. So yeah. it's going to be interesting to see. I, I, I think, uh, I'm definitely a a advocate for seeing e-buggy in, as a world champion. I, I would love to see e-buggy worlds as well. Uh, I, I think, like, people think I'm against it. I've, obviously, I love Nitro. It's the glory. But, you know, I understand that e-buggy is easier for everybody and easier for newbies to come in. So I'm, I'm all for it. I just want to see a, a little bit more durability and, and able to probably do a little longer races. 15, 20 minutes shouldn't be too much to ask from. I know that's more battery life now, but uh, I think it, we're going in the right direction that way. Uh, so, yeah, and I, like I said, I see a lot more people running McLarens too. So good job. I think you're a big reason because of that and Tebow. So good job, man. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, we're uh, we're relying heavily on Tebow for a lot of this kind of stuff, and he does a lot of testing and stuff for us, and he uh, he puts out a lot of effort. So we're very proud to have him, and we work pretty close with him. It was funny because the day, the two days after the uh, Tulsa race, mm-hmm. I went back with him up to Missouri to go testing for two days. And uh, so we got we got some good data there, and he he spent another two days away from his family while we were testing and. You know, he, he's dedicated, so yep. uh, we're very, very thankful to have him. Tebow gets it, man. Um, <clears throat> he, you know, I'm glad he did not retire, but he gets it. He understands that things have to be different in the industry, and he, he, he works hard to promote himself, and he uses his family as well. He's open an open book with that. Uh, I have a, I've got a lot of respect for him. And how many battery packs did you guys do in two days? I got to ask. Oh boy, um, I'm gonna say 20, 25, wow. okay. something like that. Over, well, that was just him. That's mm-hmm. per person. We had three or four guys there. So pretty much times that by three or four, 60 or 80 packs kind of thing. Sweet. 
Well, you guys were definitely <laughs> that was that's a lot of uh, e buggy testing right there. Um, but yeah, it, uh, I guess it it it's cool to be doing stuff like that though. You know, um, and I'm glad you get to do things like that because I know you like this type of stuff. So I do. You know, you go in to do that kind of testing and stuff. It's stressful. Um, you know, in case there's a failure or something there, it's very stressful. But I do enjoy it and it's fun. And, um, you know, it's I, I'm learning a lot, too. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the whole reason for us to go test with these guys is is we're we're learning from them and we're trying to give them what they want and what mm-hmm. they need. So. Um, that whatever information we learn, get takes, we take it back and, and yes, to the customers. try to improve. Right. Exactly. Sweet, man. I think you're doing a good job. I think you're doing a damn good job. Uh, Thank you. I didn't know anything about my clan until this last year or so. I mean, I knew Tebow ran them and whatnot. So congratulations. All right. We'll top it off real quick. You guys are back racing up there in the Pacific Northwest. That's great to see. Uh, I was talking to Ryan was telling me about the uh the nct finals coming up and it's in october but you guys have a couple of nct races uh have you been attending these i saw you might have attended a couple of them are you are you having a lot of fun up there doing some off-road in the pacific northwest i am having fun doing off-road yeah but i unfortunately have not been able to make any of the nct so far this year i've been away and and traveling doing stuff you know for mcclan and Mm -hmm. and other things but unfortunately i've not made the first two rounds and we've got another one coming up, uh, not this weekend, but next weekend. And um, I'm going to make that. And that's, that's my local one where we had the huge turnout. You remember in 2019 with almost 400 entries. Okay. So they've been getting even bigger, you know, know, bigger than normal entry counts. And uh, so far this season. So I'm expecting this one to be incredibly huge. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, man. Such a hotbed of racing going on up there, man. It's 10 scale too. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if you've seen the the pictures and videos from uh, like Diehard RC up here this year. Mm-hmm. They've made a bunch of improvements, and and some of the the racers have put in a lot of effort building new features and jumps, and just making the place world class. It's unbelievable. I think Saturday they had a a no, it was Sunday. Yeah, Sunday they, they had, had a Sunday. Sunday they had a turf race, and it was it was 155 entries and like 100 people. Nice. And five people or something like that just for a one day club race. So nice. They work that's hard. Huge. They work hard. Those people. Yes. Cool. Well, that's good to see. Uh, I have a lot of love. Yeah, for you got to see this play. Oh, crazy. So nice. And it, it, it doesn't get the, uh, the coverage that it should, I think it needs a national turfs on the turf. Yeah. I, well, I think they should put a bid in for it and then see what happens. Uh, Cause the, I think raw has been to this, track in Gathersburg twice since I think they went in 2017 if I'm not wrong so yeah put in why not have a tough one it looks nice I got a, someone sent me a post to share I need to share it so thanks for reminding me <laughs> all right dude um I knew this wasn't going to be too long thank you for your time um keep up the good work I'm happy to see no prep working out for you uh getting to rub shoulders with celebrities is always good and I hope it uh promotes our industry and our hobby so uh i hope you're part of that and it looks like you are uh keep up the good work uh i'll be following i'll be listening to the speed shop a lot more now that i'm kind of back in focus back here at home and uh keep up the just just keep doing what you're doing man uh it's good to see your journey and and, and following it well thank you thank you lefty i'm having a great time and uh you know i'm just trying to grow the hobby and make everybody uh 
see what we're doing, you know, yeah. get out there and, and get the stuff in front of people. So it's uh, it's a lot of fun and, you know, I'm just trying to do my job. <laughs> Sweet. Now, if anybody wanted to contact you about any McLaren stuff, where can they contact you, dude? Um, you know, message me directly mm-hmm. through uh, Facebook or, or something like that. Or, or you can even send a email through the website that works too, through Sweet. the McLaren website. Sweet. Awesome, Colin. Well, have fun at the NCT. Uh, thank you for your time. And I look forward to what comes out, uh, happens with you guys next, man. It's exciting to see. Yeah, thank you very much. And uh, hope to see you soon. Me too, man. Me too. All right. Bye-bye. All right. See you later. Cool. We are now at that point of the show where you should fasten those seatbelts and put your big boy pants on. Things are about to get serious. It's time for the JQ Racing Rant. Yes, indeed. It's that time in the show. It's time for the JQ Racing Rant. I'm back with my good buddy over here, Max Mort. And uh, it's not really much of a rant, but it was something that was brought to my attention by a listener and friend of mine, uh, Corey Jordan, EK. Check him out, EKJ24000 on YouTube. Uh, He was like, dude, I was listening to episode 77 with Miguel Matias, and he was talking about fuel tanks. And I've completely forgot that he even talked about this. So I thought uh, it's kind of calmed down the whole fuel tank debacle from from the raw nationals uh i'm i'm still very much on defense about it i know we talked about it on our live but now we can kind of sit here and talk about it a little bit more but i just want to play what miguel said uh in the interview this is episode number 77 i think this was maybe 2020 i did this and uh let's see where he starts it's at the minute one two hour 33 minute and 49 second uh Watch me call it. Marker. It's off-road gas cars. And you go through through tech. And they always do the same mistake over and over and over again. When they are going to check your fuel, they are blowing into a plastic uh, container that is hot. What do they think? And why does it happen when you're in a place that's like very hot, that's 30 something, 40 degrees outside temperature for the whole week? And every day you're blowing into the same tank. What do you think is going to happen at the end of the week? And why does people, do people uh, get disqualified for, for excess of fuel in their tanks? And why is it only on the end of the, of the week? Normally. It, it's just stupid. It, it, <laughs> for me, it makes no sense uh, checking the fuel by blowing air into your fuel tank. Yeah. It needs to be done the opposite way. Suck it out. You need to suck the... Yeah, yeah. obviously. That's obvious. I've told this as many times as I can count and they just don't care. And it's a really, really small thing to do. Just invert the pump. It's just, 
I don't know why they keep doing it. <laughs> because it, it's that's how they've done it all so this time. Simple, but it's wrong. It's stupid. It's something that makes me uh, crazy. It's, yeah, I can hear it. You should be. You should and be the vice president. Really basic. I'm going for president. You can be vice president. We're going to change our. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> uh, I, I had my, I had my, my own battles. So <laughs> it's like, nah, oh, no, I'm no, done no, with no. Those. I don't I'm blame you, manager. Those. You gotta, you gotta. All right. So Miguel Matias, super radical. Uh, that was actually a really great conversation with him. Uh, oh yeah. That, that's sounding great too. So I forgot all about this. Um, I, I can't, you know, I'm not 130. I don't know what 150 something podcast. I can't remember everything. So Corey messaged me yesterday and was telling me about this. And I listened to it this morning. I was like, oh, you're right. So I wanted to play it because, man, I'm, uh, I've am i been thinking about this so much. I mean, Mike and I had nine hours to digest it all. We was there. We got to, to, to you know, we talked about this a lot. I'm still on the fence about it. Like, I, this is kind of how I look at it. I, I figured that Ty Tasman on the cutting edge all the time. They were on the limit. They they gambled and they came up short, right? They thought the tank would shrink back in time so they can, you know, get away with it. Not saying they were doing anything wrong, just, you know, trying to get that extra bit of fuel mileage. Cole, I think, forgot because his tank was all right the whole week. You know what I mean? Because Mike, would tell, Mike was telling me that he saw Cole after his semi was super worried, you know? I'm all right, I'm all right with the tank, right? And he kept asking. And he almost, he almost got in trouble for not marshalling because of that. And then Mayfield was kind of on the limit too, you know, trying to get that fuel mileage. Uh, but, man, this theory is definitely plausible, man. It's definitely plausible. And it just has to be tested. It has to be tested. I, if, if this is the I mean, case... Yeah. If it think of the ramifications this will have for Ifmar, not not that it would matter anything, but think about guys like Yannick Igon who got, you know, who didn't get into the semis of the a world that he's probably going to win because of the of this something like this, you know what I mean? Or uh, wow, that's all I can say. Like, you know what I mean? What if? What if? What's yeah, your thoughts? Yeah, but I mean. He's he's probably right. We shouldn't be like blowing the fuel out of there because I, even though it's like not that high pressure, mm-hmm. when it's like straight from the track, it has actually effect because the, it's it's like sixty degrees hot the plastic, so mm-hmm. it's like you can almost like twist it around or whatever. So it's really soft. So when you even little pressure inside, it starts to get bigger and bigger. So I think I think that's one reason. But the other reason is just that. If you check the tanks straight as they come from the track, they're always going to be bigger. Mm-hmm. And like, most likely, that's why the guys in third and fourth passed. It's not because they were like not as close to the limit. It's just that their tanks got to cool down, down a few minutes left, a few minutes more. Yeah. Wow, but I mean, if these guys are expending these tanks to make them like that, I, my thing was like, just shouldn't they just have a mandatory thirty-minute cooldown period or something? Like mandatory. Yeah. They're, the I think I think the only way to do it is is pre tech or then do sort of a cooldown five minute cooldown or whatever. It doesn't even have to be thirty minutes. If five minute cooldown, if you don't pass, mm-hmm. then it's twenty minute cooldown or ten minute cooldown, whatever it's, it is now. So I think that's the one simple rule. But like the only issue with this rule would be that you would start to build the tanks from materials that would sort of deflate. 
Because then maybe you they're doing that already, dude. It. I mean, yeah, probably some brands are if they know how to do it. Yes, maybe most likely they are. What if some brands have figured out that hey, we can get our tanks to expand an extra cc to to get an extra cc and a half of fuel in at some point throughout the race, and that it has to cool down. We need needed to cool down in time after the race. What if what if some tanks? What if somebody went and tested all the tanks and did all of that before they went out there and see which one expands the most and retracts the most? What if that's happening? I mean, yeah, probably it has happened at some point. I, I wouldn't be too surprised. Wow. But that's almost impossible to tech for. I know. What? Like, oh, it's just crazy. Like, it's crazy. So much ramification. What if, like, and what if, what if this guy was right? And what if, like, the guys are right from, from the nationals and Raw's expanding tank? Well, these, they've been expanding tanks and, and causing disqualifications all these years by doing improper techniques. Raw needs to really just, just come out and test this and then probably even get an independent test done to clarify, to, to back it up. You know what I mean? Or whatever. That's what has to happen yeah. here. At the end but of the I day. Think, I think just the tank, the tank, the only thing you would really need to change is to have a cool down period. Because what, if the tank is sort of normal temperature, it won't expand if, even if you put pressure into it. So like the issue is when you take the car straight after the run. So I think the cooldown is enough to to make the rule work. Yeah, it make, makes the plastic extra pliable. So it's just like you know, yeah. like glass when glass comes out and you blow in it and it's hot. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's gonna be interesting to see. I know it's died down a bit. Um, like I'm not I'm not like know, other people. I'm not, yeah, I'm not anti raw. Like people think like I'm trying to. I, I want raw to exist. We need we need raw to do more things. Uh, we need these. These these federations do more things. By the way, Afro's website's looking pretty good. I was looking at it. They're, they're doing a lot of work. Even though they're not doing any races, they're doing some good work with their website. I just wanted to point that out. But, uh, man, it's just nuts to think. Oh, excuse me. Oh, I just burped. Sorry. Um, yeah, it just came out of nowhere. Um, <laughs> You're just dying right there. In yeah, the I, just caught, I just got caught right here. Um I don't. I just want to see some tests done. I think we need to keep the uh, Raw's feet to the uh, feet to the fire on this, and that's what. Like, even though I'm, yeah. I'm, I, I'm, I want to believe this theory, but I'm kind of like, nah, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So I just want to. I just think we need to do it. And and if if like not pushing the, the fuel out and and sucking it out is the answer to do this, then that's just such a simple change. We should do it, and then. People can't complain about it. You know what I mean? So let's just get this fixed, Raw. Let's do it. But that comes from doing, they have to do more races and all that type of stuff. A lot of things I could go on about. All right, Max. Um, you, you look tired. I'm, I know you've been talking for a long time. It's getting late there in Finland. Um, something I forgot to touch on before in the intro. I have to say rest in peace, RIP to Rex Welch of R RW Mods. He had a YouTube channel. He passed away about two weeks ago. Uh, all of a sudden, man, it's a shocking, shocking thing. Rex was, uh, a, a, he used to follow this show. I've talked to him a few times. Nice guy. He had a YouTube channel. In fact, I remember seeing him put up a, a, the Friday before his death, they put a, a YouTube a video went up about the Offner Motors. And I was like, wow, he, he reviewed one of them. 
So uh, our condolences go to his family, and he's from Minnesota, so it's a big racing community. It's it's sad when one of our our family members, RC family members, pass away, especially when they pass away suddenly. So uh, R.I.P. Rex, man, and um, Nitro is the glory, man. He was really I love Nitro. So uh, yeah, man, sad thing, sad things. All right, Max, uh, videos for you coming out soon. We talked about that. Um, yeah, we got the IBC race. That, you know, if, if we get video or something, maybe... What, what are you doing this weekend, actually? Are you going to the track? Probably going to be home. It's going to be raining the weekend. Uh, my parents are probably uh, traveling. They have a holiday, so they'll probably take the camper and go out somewhere in okay. the north of Finland. So I'll probably be chilling. Maybe go out of town, hang out with... Your volume's going... Max's volume disconnected. I don't know what happened. Uh, he's got to connect his volume back up. Um, he's just chilling. We're on the weekend here. I'm going to be watching football this weekend. England versus uh, Italy. It's going to be great on Sunday. Going to the beach my, with my kids probably as well. Got an RC boat. I'm waiting for some batteries uh, to take that out and have some fun. Going to do some crawling here soon. Follow the IBC race. Yeah, just... Getting some content ready for you guys next week. Max, did you get your microphone sorted? Yeah. There you go. Does it work now? Yeah. Yeah, battery died or something. So. Yeah, my mic battery died. But I, I guess I can use the aux cord. Bike, the time. mic battery. Battery. All right, yeah. Max. Thank you for your battery. time. I appreciate it. Have a good weekend. Um, remember, guys, go check out Max's YouTube channel. Let's get him up to 1,000 subs. Hit that notification button. Hit that sub button. A lot of great content on there. Hit up. Hit that sub and notification button for us too, uh, as well. We gotta grow our YouTube. We're at thirteen hundred subs. I would love to get to fifteen hundred by the end of the summer or before two thousand by the end of the year or way before would be great. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. Shout out to all the NNRC squad around the world. Without you guys, we can't do it. Thank you for listening and downloading the podcast. Uh, we're having fun doing it. Hopefully get to do go to some races and do some more coverage for you guys. Shout out to the patrons of the podcast. You guys go the extra mile. If you wish to become a patron and support what we guys are doing here a little, and, uh, a little extra, you can. The link for that is in the written description of this podcast. Shout out to all the awesome sponsors, man. Showing the sponsors of love shows the podcast of love. Mayako, TNR Fuels, High Tech RC, Beach RC, Techno RC, Sun City RC Racing, Manscaped.com. Don't forget to use that promo code. Save 20%. RCGP, Racecraft USA, Wally Builds, Papa Willie's Traction Tonic. There's a promo code for them. Lugs Racing Tires. Hey, just, hey, show some support for these guys. It helps us out a lot. Thank you for their support. Max, that's it. Short one. It's good to be back in the studio and chatting with you. I got some new lights, too. Next next one, they'll be Yeah, pink. I saw yeah. Looking fancy. Yeah, I, I can put all different. I'm going to have pink next time. It's going to be great. Uh, I actually have pink with uh, my interview with Colin. Thank you for your time. Congratulations on your win. The Padawan is now becoming master. Yeah, officially now, I guess. He still says he's like the master, but yeah. I think his time is over. You are now a Jedi master from I'm, Padawan I'm, status. Yes. Not, even though you've beaten him before, but you beat him and then won the race. Yeah. So congratulations. Yeah, I guess this is sort of a, a switch period. We can now cut your ponytail, your little rat tail off, and now you can grow a beard. No, and I'm going full Jesus. 
Yeah, there you go. You go grow a beard, grow your hair long, become like a full Jedi, you know, Jedi Knight, yeah. and probably piss off the Jedi Order because that's what you do. Um, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, congratulations, man. And thank you for your time. It's good to have you back. Thank you guys for everything. Yeah. Remember, Nitro is the glory. E-Buggy pays the bills. If you ain't grinding, you're sliding. Lefty and Max out. Have a good weekend, everybody. Be safe and uh, send it with responsibility. Thank you for listening to the No Name RC Podcast. We greatly appreciate all the support and love from you, the listeners. Without all of you, none of this is possible. Special thanks to our patrons on Patreon. If you wish to support the podcast further, you can at patreon.com forward slash NNRC Podcast. As a patron, you will receive early releases, special content, and patron-only giveaways. Also, please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and our website, www.nnrcpodcast.com. Remember, Nitro is the glory, but e-buggy pays the bills. If you aren't having fun, it doesn't make sense. And if you ain't grinding, you're sliding lefty out. Nitro is the glory, Nitro is the glory, Nitro is the glory. so bad.